Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. I can't believe I've been doing this for three years. So crazy. Three years. What else is going to be going on this long? Oh, I've been married to you for 16. So okay. I've been doing that for a while. Been a parent for 15. Put a perspective on three years for people listening. Three years. What do you mean? Uh, I played baseball for three years. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I played my whole life, but in high school for just three years. Yeah. I was a cheerleader for four years. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. How many relationships have you had last over three years? One. Is that me? Yes. <laughs> I was running through people. And by you. the way, she's buzzed, everybody. <laughs> so this is going to be a fun podcast. We open a bottle of champagne. My name is Burke Kreischer. I'm her husband. <laughs> I'm the reason she's doing this podcast. I forced her into this. I wanted her to have a direction. And right now, me I am it. so proud of this woman. Aww. And you'll hear all of that in the intro. Aww. But I am clearly someone who can handle their booze. Someone's got to go got a collar to come. Really? Who's handling their booze? Anyway, this episode, which is my three-year anniversary, uh, is with Burt Kreischer because he really is a big reason why I started this podcast. And he's been my anniversary guest every year. I think, no, actually, I think my first year was Sandy and Kathy. But anyway, um, it was a fun chat. I think we chatted about a lot of it stuff. It was a great chat. Listen, yeah. we talk about politics a little bit. We talk about life. We talk about parents. We talk about the unfairness of having a voice. We talk about truths. Talk about cheating. We talk about cheating. There are some surprise, some surprises in here. And uh, and it's a good one. It's a great podcast. So I, thanks for coming back every week for three years. It's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Every week for three years. All 100,000 so of you. <laughs> it's not even right i don't know what it You're is just close but thank you very much all i will say is a, as a sometimes guest of the podcast every fucking second of this is worth it Aww. from our point and we hope you enjoy it I, I listen i don't have much to do with it halston and leanne make this pretty much but this podcast means a lot to me because i feel like it's it's given leanne such great direction in her life and if you're thinking about, and we'll, you'll hear this at the beginning, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just start it. Just do it. Doesn't need You don't need to have a million downloads. You, if no. you have 100 and you're talking to 100 people, that's actually a big fucking deal. It's awesome. Deal. Yeah. Every week, that's a big fucking deal. Think about deal. 100 people in your high school gym. That's a lot of people in your high school gym. If you, Man, were if you get about to 1,000, that. that's like a legit. That's, a, that's huge. It's bigger than some comics talk to at a show. It's, a lot of comedy. Yeah, it's really, I mean, a, a comedy club is what, 350 people? 350 people. So, no venue's too small. Yeah. Everybody has something of value to say. I've enjoyed every minute of this podcast. My wife was a loser. Three years ago, <laughs> was a nobody, and I transformed her into the- <laughs> Total loser. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for coming back every week. 
Um, next week's podcast is with the Drop Squad, and uh, I encourage you to send some email questions to that podcast. We are reading our book club book called The Wife Upstairs. I am going to announce a date for when we're going to have that read by, so that if you want to read along and um, listen to the podcast, having read the book, that'll be great. We're probably going to release that early in February. So The Wife Upstairs, I don't remember the author's name, but I've started reading it. It's pretty good. Um, thanks for coming back every week. And I hope you enjoy this podcast with Burt Kreischer on my three-year anniversary. Woo! I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. Start like this? I think am you I, should. Am I out of You're camera? You're probably out of camera. Ah, come on. Oh, doggies. You know, this this podcast is going to go super south if the dogs take down all the equipment <laughs> and people well, see the real good. and people see the real side of me where I lose my shit on my dogs. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these fucking... Everybody fucking stop. Everybody fucking stop. <laughs> I never guys, wanted these You dogs. guys can do this. You guys like this. You enjoy this? You enjoy this? These are your dogs, Leanne. It's your fault, Leanne. That's, that's, I had never said these are your dogs. It's your fault. If I have said, that's enough. But... Well, I won't say that. I've never said this is these are your dogs. This is your fault. No, you haven't. I was going to say something else, but I will be nice. Be nice, huh? I will be nice. Have we started? Yeah. Congratulations, babe. Thanks, babe. Let's pop some bubbly year three. Can you believe it? Pop it by the mic so people hear it. Oh, really? They want to hear it? That was a nice pop, right? Yeah. Three years. Three years. Three, three years. Glasses. That's a big fucking deal it to do is. anything for three years. Is it? For, and, oh, think of just the easiest Wait, look, as a look, relationship. Look, help me, help me, dog, dog, dog. Dog alert. No, no, dog no, alert. No, man. He's like, that looks really good, guys. I would like some bubbly. He is. Do you think it's because he's a puppy still? He yeah. doesn't look like a puppy, and that's no. why I get frustrated. I know. He's only nine months if old. If he was a puppy, you'd be, you'd have puppy looks, and you'd be like, oh, look at him. Just He wants no. a glass of bubbly. He's kind of not. He, it is confusing because Ooh, he is Tell everyone what, what the big mistake I made to do it, doing with Mac today was. I don't know. Well, I don't remember. What was it? Uh, Waving my dick at him. Oh, that was really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bert was flirting and took oh, his pants off in the not kitchen. Not with Mac, not with Mac. With me, with me, with me. Well, you know you are infamous for flirting with dogs more than flirting. Christ. But, um, yeah, um, he was flirting with me in the kitchen after our kids went to school this morning because they're going to school at our other house. These are heavy pours. It's supposed to be like a five-glass bottle. So Yeah, you gave Halston a heavy pour. We're going, well, I'm trying to get He's him gotta drunk. He's got to drive home. He's got to drive home in like an hour or so. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of you can just drink and then give it like a thirty minutes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy three years. Cheers. I know.
Happy three years. Oh, do I hand it to you there, Maestro? Yeah, well, I'm kind of stuck. Hey. Oh, fuck. I got to tap. Don't tap because then I got to tap Halston's. Hey. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Cheers, Halston. Cheers, Halston. Three years. Three wow. years. Congratulations. That's really impressive. That's the good stuff. Here's a question. If I decide to tie one on tonight, which I may now. Yeah. Why? Because hey. I, I, I ripped the, rip the Band-Aid off for you. I love, I love champagne. Uh, not as much as I do. And I thought I should celebrate. FaceTime since... from Thunder. Oh. Isla Kreischer. Here we go, everybody. Wait, Isla, what? what? Can you pick me up? Why? Because Georgia won't go home. No, What's Georgia no, no, doing? No. Mom and I are doing a podcast, okay? Oh, okay. Get some homework done. I love you. Yeah, do your homework. Do your homework. Use your time wisely. Use your time wisely. Okay. I love you. We're doing a podcast. Bye. Bye. Fucking jerk face. Why is she a jerk face? Driving in the car today. So so just so everyone knows. And by the way, I want to start this with saying I'm aware I'm talking a lot lately. And I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I find myself talking reckless when i talk a lot what does that mean uh, yesterday reckless. i went on a tirade with tom about how japanese people eat people what? I, <laughs> japanese people um, do not eat people in world war ii uh they were all all the soldiers were stranded on an island and they're people that's extenuating circumstance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They no don't no just i know go, oh yeah. that thigh looks good i know so let me but I, I, but I but i'm working on a bit i'm trying to write a bit uh -huh. and so i'm when you're trying to write a bit you talk a lot on stage <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> because we just said congratulations on three years and we're already talking about you. <laughs> Welcome and to I my just, life. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, babe. It really is impressive <laughs> to start a project, commit to it, and stick with it week after week for three years. I'm telling you when I say this, it says a great deal about the fact that you can create every week for three years, the fact that you can focus, and the fact that you 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 you're that you can book this podcast, put out this podcast week after week, it says a lot. Now I'll tell you right now, there are friends of mine listening or and comics listening that would all say that's a fucking achievement. That's a fucking achievement. Aww, thanks, babe. It's really hard to have a podcast. A lot of people just and it and and there's no slight on someone that gets gets a podcast going and then loses interest. No slight on that. No. But I'll tell you, I had a hard time. Three years is the make make it or break it mark with a podcast. A little shorter than that, maybe. But like at Birdcast, I kind of kind of lost interest and was like doing it begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. Um, and there have been times throughout the throughout the pandemic, and I think you would probably say the same about this podcast that it becomes a a burden of love what is it a, a beast of burden um no no a, i think a burden of love is right it's been hard in the in the pandemic because um nobody wants to zoom nobody wants to zoom they're zooming all day from home and the only way we can do this in person is really when it's with our family so and the nature of my podcast is 
it's, you know, like girlfriends sitting around shooting the shit. And it's just weird to shoot the shit on Zoom. Part of the so, fun of your podcast is getting your friends in here and just hanging out, opening yeah, a bottle of wine, totally bullshitting, reading a book, coming back, catching up about it. Yep. Having experts in here, having people. I mean, one of the things I think is really brilliant about your podcast is, you know, um, Jocelyn and um, Kristen. Kristen are two people that you discovered on this podcast when you've known Jocelyn for a while. But I think both of them have gone on to get into podcasting and, and creating content. And they're really kind of resources for you. It's This podcast is has sincerely uh, blossomed you. Oh, thanks, babe. I mean, look at you. I mean, I won't, I won't uh, tip the hat too much, but you're working on a movie right now. I am working on a movie, yeah. Uh, a legit, legit a uh, pro- uh, project it is yeah um, it's a it's a big deal but with you together no but, no but but the but i mean the truth is had this podcast not been as successful and as fruitful for you as it was i'm not certain you would have been able to get, work on this project this movie as quickly as seamlessly and as effortlessly as you have nor would you have taken it by the balls, which you kind of have, and said, w- I will shepherd this through. Right. I will make sure this gets done. Bert, Sunday, we're going to the house. We're writing. Right. That may be true. I mean, I think it definitely reinvigorated my uh, sense of self and my own purpose. And I think it gave me my own path. Mm-hmm. You know, my path for so long was about our path or your path or our kids' path. But not my path. <laughs> what? I was thinking about that stupid movie we watched last night, where he goes, oh, "Rock harder than you ever rocked," or whatever. It no, is. And he he, wrote, he goes, "I visited España and I found out they say they're it like this, <laughs> so I wrote a song about it." <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Rock hard. Pop star never pop stop star. popping or popping rocking. Pop forever and never it, stop. It's so fucking funny. But anyway, no, I think you're right. I think I needed this to jumpstart other areas i mean i haven't gotten to write very much since my class ended but i was really really excited about that writing class i took and i think it all kind of comes from that actually from the podcast we did with jair and say having a little wake-up call moment of like i need to do something that's just for me let's take a look at it this way yeah and then we'll we'll talk about me very soon but (laughs) yes let's take a look at it this way (laughs) is someone like andy sandberg Uh extremely talented yes Fun to fucking watch do anything. Yeah. Well, part of his success, and I, I don't know him, and, and I don't know anything about his success. I couldn't tell you anything about him, how talented he is or isn't in real life or how much of it is. But I'll tell you what I can see from the outside right. is the guy takes a lot of swings. Yeah, he does. And he puts a lot of shit out there. And I guess, you know, I don't know if Popstar was a success. I found it to be absolutely fucking uh, hilarious. I thought it was really funny. I thought yeah. it was fucking hilarious. I don't know if it did well in movies, theaters. I don't either. But I'll tell you what, I saw his movie... Uh, Palm Springs, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And when you just take swings, mm-hmm. and I use Andy Sandberg as an example because I, I, I really get a kick out of that guy. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is take cuts. And that's what it, doing a podcast is, taking cuts every week. Not all of them are great. Not all of them are home runs. But a lot of them are fucking solids, solid fucking singles. And then every now and then you get the triple or the... Every now and then, Halston will admit this, we get done a podcast and he goes, that was fucking good. Right. Not all of them are great. Some yeah. of them, some, and, and not all of us can be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan honestly delivers every fucking podcast. Right. I, I can honestly say that. Right. Mark Marin, 
delivers. They're like, but they're like lightning in a bottle. Like yeah. they really are. Like lightning for guys like me and you, just keep putting in the cuts, and every now and then they they just start getting better and better and better, and then you get used to taking swings. And so when people put you in the game for say making a movie, uh-huh. you go, hey, I've I've been creating every. I'm very confident in my creating. Right, because I've been creating something different. Yeah, you're right. That's and, right. That's and, good advice for anybody. As long as you're doing something that is along your path, when something similar or path adjacent comes up, you're already kind of um, ready for it. This champagne tastes so fucking good. <laughs> it's really this is- good. It's a nice bottle. You know, we got a nice bottle for Christmas from Trevor, your tour assistant. This this is, thank you, Trevor. It's from Trevor? Yeah. Keep, keep taking cuts, Leanne. That's it. Keep taking you cuts. You know, it's, I... I in in working on this uh book that i'm doing mm-hmm. i i definitely have taken a look at the way i see the world and um and I, look the way i live my life is not right for i would say 98 percent of the people out there but yes 2%, it's very unique but two percent of the people out there there's a lot of two percenters yeah there's a lot of people like me that just were not gonna find a job going to the guidance counselor in high school right you know yeah there's guys fucking making beef jerky making hot sauce doing doing beers uh raising fucking training dogs Mm -hmm. like just doing weird shit professional surfers professional photographers yep podcasters off the off the beaten path guys right And and i start looking at start looking at little bits of success in people and why those successes are important and this is the success is important in this. Oh, you are not. You are not. You are not. <laughs> he just wants to be in somebody's life. I love. He's a baby. He's still a baby. He's not even a year. He won't be in a year till April. I love trading breaths for the dog. He's such a sweet boy. He's you a really sweet dog. Too sweet. Well, I've enjoyed the three years. I feel like there's so much more stuff I want to come talk on, about. Come on, come on. And uh, I was talking to Halston about this the other day. I like talking to people I know. Not yeah. that I have a problem talking to strangers, but I really prefer to talk to people that I know because I think they kind of, I mean, what is happening on this couch? I mean, he's <laughs> sitting on her face. He's sitting on her face and barking. <laughs> and she's just sleeping through it. I mean, he's like sitting her into a sleeper hold. hold Look, on. Okay, this is ridiculous. This is, hold on one second. I got to get a fucking video of this. Oh, oh, Izzy. <laughs> hold on, hold he's on. He's sitting on. on top of her. This is not You're cool, Mac. You're sitting on Izzy's face, Mac. Mac, we're doing a podcast. What the fuck? This is when he he's got. We're getting Mac attacks right now. Izzy was being very well behaved, and Mac just this came dog in. is somewhat unruly. He's just a puppy. He's actually really he really eager to please, and he really wants to be a good dog. And when you give him, you know, a discipline, he's really great with it. He responds well to treats. He's just a baby. I'll tell he you right now. Trained. You guys just, I don't know. I hope Halston grabbed it or you get a shot of it. You just saw a little witness of what he does sometimes is he puts his nose in my armpit and starts petting himself, like rubbing his <laughs> nose back and forth. He learned that from his wife, from Mona. He That's what Mona does. He's just 120 pounds. <laughs> She's 15, slightly different. I'm curious, yeah. and I'll ask you this. I think it's a good question. Mm-hmm. How often did Pris come into your podcast? If I would have let her, she would have come in every time. 
Yeah. And she was so good on a podcast. She was. She'd she just would just go to get, sleep. She would just get on the couch and yeah. go to sleep she and was. then get up and not bother anyone. Just no. get up and walk out. She was also, you know, three years ago, she was six, seven, eight, nine years old. So she was a very mature dog. We have two puppies. I mean, is he still technically a puppy? Mastiffs are puppies until they're two, really. So she's a puppy till July. She goes tomorrow to get fixed. Mm. Tomorrow's spay day. How about that? So let's go back. This is your podcast. I've taken over a tad bit. That's okay. But let's go back and let's talk about. Well, what I was saying was there's a lot of things that I want to talk about, but I like to talk about people, talk to people I know. Because I like I like to talk to just regular people. You know, it's nice to talk to an expert, but it's also nice to talk. I prefer to talk to a regular person that has an expertise or has a life experience that's very specific. Mm-hmm. Like there's one person that was a guest a long time ago who has an eating disorder. And I've invited her to be, or she did when she was a teenager. She does not anymore. But I've invited her to be on again a couple times and I'm having a hard time booking her because I think... I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk about such personal subjects for people. Um, but regular at the people. same time, for regular people. But regular people are the stories that other regular people really relate to, right? So a therapist can sit here and talk about uh, anorexia. But someone who's actually been through and gotten to the other side of it, to me, is a, in some ways far more interesting well, I, well, than the story therapist. I'd rather hear. Well, and yeah, to see how did you persevere? How did you cope? What what caused this for you? Um, what resources did you rely on? Because I feel like learning from other people, from other people's experiences and like real life experience mm-hmm. is the best way to learn. You know, you can listen to a therapist all day long and learn from that as well, but it's a different kind of learning. I mean, obviously I've been in therapy forever and I learned so much from my therapist, but it's very different than hearing somebody say, no, actually this happened to me. And this is what I did. And this is how it affected me. You know, part of the reason I wanted to start my podcast was because I think I think we we end up feeling like our trauma is so specific and unique trauma. I know. What did I just write down? Uh, I just wrote down something. uh, uh, I don't remember something about trauma, but we all think it's so specific. Right. And when you figure out. And it is very specific. Everyone's experience is their own. But what I mean by that is, um, like growing up with a mom like I had, when I read the book about the, the Trapped in the Mirror book, and I, I, it was so almost formulaic the way they were describing having a narcissistic parent that all of a sudden I felt understood and known in a way that I couldn't if I just talked to you because you could say, okay, so she was very controlling and you didn't, you could have no opinions and no person. You could not move in any way that wasn't approved by her, but that doesn't mean anything to you because you haven't really experienced it. But when I read this book where I go, Oh my God, like this is a condition that other people have lived through. Then I have a different experience of my own experience. It, it it took some power out of it. It made it less powerful. It made it more a common experience. Does that make sense? No, uh, but uh, anxiety. Uh, everyone knows I deal with anxiety. Yes, you do. And 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 by the way, it's gotten worse. I feel like when everyone started acknowledging that I was talking about anxiety on the podcast, and I, I don't, I'm not a self help guy, meaning. 
Uh, I, I don't. You're not so, going to read the four agreements no. and apply. No. I had a hard time going through the first one. Uh, we didn't make it through the first one. Uh, yeah. You debunked the first one, which pissed me off because I fucking love them. And you refused to see what no, because, I saw. No, because I find, I find, uh, I find. You oh, have I, a you have a suspicion <laughs> of anybody in self help because you think they're just saying something to make money. Yeah, well, well yeah. I think they're actually trying to help people. And what's wrong with making money on helping people? Well, um, I don't make any money on my podcast. Yeah, I, I find it, I, but I a find therapist is a it's trained gross. person. No, therapy is different. It's gross. What, I, I I I don't know. Like you know, I, I, it's the same way. I did a I had trifecta foods. Uh, delivered yes. the ceo is a fan and i yeah. and annie and Cotty had gotten it uh-huh. um this i'm talking about my instagram and by the way i have a slight little buzz from one glass I of do champagne from what i haven't even I, got it feels so good it's really good champagne can i tell you why i'll never quit drinking you have jumped into 15 different subjects okay so i and and i said today on the podcast or on the on my instagram stories i said they're not a sponsor i want to be clear about that yeah yeah because I got them, I got the food for free. Yeah, he sent me it. I could have. I think it was like a hundred bucks. I mean, I could. I def- think it's probably more than a hundred bucks. You got is a it? huge box of food. Is it? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I what would it imagine is. that was. More I don't know. Than what it is, but how about this? It's everyone safe to assume I could afford. Oh what he yeah, sent me. yeah. You could have bought it. I yes. could have bought it, but he said he'll send it to me for free, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I know that there's a little bit of a trade out that he wants me to talk about it on my Instagram, but I like, I like the upfront. It was a reason I had a problem with that. Um, that that sponsor lady publicist pu- publicist that wanted to get stuff product i like the upfrontness person. about it of like hey guys i'm trying this food i'll let you know if i like it i'm telling you right. we sent it for free um and if if it works for me if i start losing weight i want you to try it too as opposed to well you are i would have i would have never enjoyed i couldn't have done a sponsorship with him because i probably would have cheated on the meals meaning like put cheese on them or whatever and then I wasn't using the property, and I would I, things would have gotten sideways with me. And I feel that way about self help. There's a guy I won't say his name. He's a very, very, very popular self help guy who's been on Friends of Ours podcasts. Okay. And he is just repackaging shit that uh, Kahil Gabron. What from Kahil Gabron? Yeah, and um. Well, and by the I way, mean, by the way, and by by the way, with an accent, and he's good looking, and you're just like. It's of really interesting you, you say that because we were just guy? no, we were just I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I mean, I think little, I know. Have a little. Um, you need some more? A little. Well, let me serve you since it's my I have a fucking 100-pound dog on me. How big is this dog right now? I haven't weighed him in a while. Save some for you. Okay. So I'll we can get busy. Oh, we already got busy. We already Ooh, got busy. Sorry about that. Oh, oh, look at you filling yourself up. Shut up. So we were just talking about this on the book club podcast, right? We read this book called The Life Feel the Good Effect. Okay, what? Nothing. No, this we've already moved on from Life of the Party. Did it called The Feel Good Effect? The author had reached out to me and asked if we would read the book. So we did. And I had no big like, oh my God, wow. It was like a book full of reminders. So we were talking about that, how sometimes self-help is about reminding you what you already know. So that's very valid also. Like you already know okay. some things, okay. uh, but you, but sometimes you in life get scattered, 
get disorganized, get distracted, get off your path. So what she did was like one of the main things that she reminded me of is I used to meal plan and it used to relieve so much stress. So this week I have meal planned and I cannot tell you how much stress it has relieved. And she just reminded me of it. So let me, I'll tell you where my head is. Okay. I only respect original thoughts. I have a problem with, I have a, the thing that I find maybe the grossest in the world is to see celebrities doing dances that are popular on TikTok. It really bums me what out. Is, what do you mean dances? Like so people there, dance so like, on TikTok? So like there'll be a dance where you arm out, arm out, arm oh, over, arm oh, over, oh. thing, like thing. Like the Macarena? Shake a shake. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like the popular, this is the Cardi B dance to the Cardi B song. And and, and I find- But why? I find, that I, sounds like fun. But that's fun. Maybe you need a better example. No, that no, that's not. That's no, exactly your example. No, that's exactly my example. But more importantly, tired tiredness. Um, the uh, unoriginal thoughts. When 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 I see someone tweet, uh, Kamala Harris uh, gets elected uh, vice president, pre- inaugurated yesterday. Inaugurated, yeah. And I see someone retweet them and then just write this that's like a very you're this is all being lost you, on you what do you mean this is all being lost on you Austin, do you know what i'm talking about okay wait so this? you're not you're not you're, I, I can't do this to you this is what's frustrating about you sometimes <laughs> is that you're not tapped into like what's happening in the world sometimes i Hold know on. she was inaugurated yesterday Oh, Halston, can you explain this? What please? do you mean this? Can you, can you explain this? People retweet like this, like I'm into this or this is amazing or this is awesome or this is what I'm talking so, about. So a lot, like maybe four years ago, someone saw something cool and then wrote this. this. And then... And then you, you, and you then, fill and then in the instead dot, of, dot. Instead of, instead, yeah, and th- no, this. Uh, just wrote this and then it's a picture of something they like. That means like, this is it or this is this. awesome. Like, oh, like, this, this thing or this. More of this. I uh-huh, like uh-huh, this. This. Yeah, this, 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 dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And so then what happened was unoriginal people, people without original thoughts, without people this, with, without heart, without soul, without any fucking dance in their brain. Without this. Without the real this. Yeah, yeah. Then write this and then, <laughs> then, and then they become fucking they're infuriating me because I go at least be original in your retweeting of a thought that is not yours. At least take a second to put your own words. To like draw, someone. like draw a mustache on her, and then and then oh do my this. God. Uh, this is what <laughs> is there an example of this with fucking cavemen? Was there a caveman who's like, it's a fucking wheel. We'll get on the wheel and we'll all go to the fucking lake. And she's like, why don't we use Well, that would be original if you took the original that you were going to put the this on and you just put a mustache on the person and then do this. And now you've made it original. Wow, you are buzzed. I can tell when you're buzzed because you start giggling at yourself like you're a genius. I think that was really funny. Yes, it is funny. It is funny. It is funny. Can I tell you what I hate about you is that you make me laugh. You make me laugh and you're not you're not the funniest person I know and I love you. I am so funny. I, Tom Segura is the funniest person I know. Yeah, but I, I am a different doubt. kind of funny than Tom. Oh, I know. Oh, no, oh, I know. Yeah. Tom you is are, funny. You are, you are, I've said it on stage. You are comic strip funny, right? What does that mean? Meaning like. Like this? Like you watch it and you go, you read it and you go, oh, that was good. And then <laughs> Tom is fat kid falling off a jungle gym funny. Like he is like, you ever seen a fat Well, he kid? does like falling. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> 
Do you understand my See, that was funny. That was funny. That wasn't comic strip funny. Oh, we're going to get buzzed tonight. <laughs> Let's get buzzed and bother our kids. Let's have them make us dinner and we'll heckle them. I'm already making dinner. Oh, for real? Oh, that, yes, looks, that I, smells I, so good. It does smell good. I saw it. I almost took a picture of it and wrote this. <laughs> you should have. Oh, I love when Did in between my toes. you just pick your toes and smell it? That's I gross. love when. That's I so lo- gross. Fuck off. That's you know, so can I? Gross. The hypocrisy. In, in people saying they don't enjoy their own smells. I didn't say it. I don't do that. You So if you find a little juicy part on your body. <laughs> <laughs> did a squirrel just molest someone else, Someone else is buzzed, I think. I um, do not do that, what you just did. I do oh, not. Smell so shit. So right now, there is skin is falling apart in between two of my toes. and it's What just, does it smell like? Oh. Does it smell it? No, no. It smells so good. Does it smell like cheese? Yeah, yeah, that's it so gross. So that means good. you have a fungus. Yeah, among us. That's disgusting. Ooh, I do gawa. not smell. I think I need a shower. I think you do. I think See? you do. Okay, here, okay. Here, then here's my question. Yeah, let's talk about originality. Okay, because I'm that, very original. What I just, what I just said. I'm very original. Uh, you are painfully original. I am. You are awkward. Look on your face, original. Why is that? What does that mean? Like you just. What what does that that's mean? That's you. That's you. That's that that I don't even look like that ever. Uh, yeah, you do. That was a bad imitation. Um, I uh, so let's talk about originality because sometimes originality can flip and then that becomes the joke. Like so, like um, what? That's what she said, right? Yeah. So like that's what she said. I don't even understand that joke. What does that even mean? <laughs> That's what she said. I know there's some kind of like by Felicia thing to it, but I don't get it. So can you explain it to me? I want to take a second. <laughs> and I want everyone to know that this is why I love my wife. I have no it's idea what that like fucking means. It's almost like talking to a person from a different country sometimes. It's like mean, isn't it? No, 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 no. no. So Is it degrading? Uh, I'm certain some someone could find it that way. It's is it not, sexual? Yeah, it's definitely sexual. It is, right? What does so that like, mean? So uh, It means like you fuck somebody that someone didn't think you fucked, and then you say that's what she said? I don't understand it. It's I the mean, dumbest you, saying ha- ever. Are you listening to this show, Halston? You know, sometimes I feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like I feel like Prince Philip talking to Prince Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. Prince Elizabeth? <laughs> That's what she's like. now, so Prince someone Elizabeth? someone will say uh, maybe i should go to online to get an exact definition please only so that it's super clear please I, I wasn't that clear with this with this <laughs> you may not always be the best communicator <laughs> the best. outside of your own brain everyone listening to this knows what i'm saying right now no i one have knows no what idea what know that i can name two people who don't who my aunt pearl Oh and my, my cousin God. Elmira, who are listening. That's, so yes, so let's talk to Pearl and Elmira, <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> what. And right now they're going, yeah. What is that's what she said? I've heard that before. They probably know. Okay, I'm just not very savvy. That's what she said. Dictionary. I wish oh, I had my fucking. Awesome. I did have my glasses. What did I do with my glasses? Le- you left them outside the back door. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what she said. Is a form of innuendo that takes an innocent statement out of context and makes it sound lewd or sexual. I mean, that I could—I don't think I could have ever disco- explained that better. Am I right, Halston? What is an innuendo? And you, you know, so funny, I did, a, I did a college show with Frosty. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking Frosty. I really genuinely miss Matt Frost. I know. He made me giggle so hard, but for like the same reason you make me giggle. Right before we're 
I'm about to get on stage. Frosty's like, I'm supposed to do stand up. And he goes, at the last minute, I wish I need to, I need to describe Matt Frost. Matt Frost is six foot four, beautiful, good looking guy, right? Mm -hmm. Long blonde hair to his shoulders. Sweetest pie. Sweetest guy. Sweetest guy. Great, great guy. Yeah, great guy. And he says, uh, he was your agent. And he was my agent for a long time when no one would work with me. Matt Frost worked with me. When Matt Frost would only make $15 from booking me, (laughs) he still booked me. He's so sweet. And so, He's and he's the, so happy now. It makes me so happy. I fucking love Matt Frost. Yeah. And so he goes, he says, um, Stop smelling your body. Sorry. He says, We're backstage. And he goes, Okay, so they've switched you from just doing stand up to hosting. Or, so you're just going to go out and do 15 minutes, but you'll be able to do time in between. So I think this is actually better. So you'll get more time. So you'll be more comfortable by the end. And then at the end, you can do as much as you want. And I was like, Cool. So we're sitting backstage. I go, are there any rules? He goes, no rules. And the guy goes, uh, there's rules over Frosty's arm. And I go, what are the rules? And he goes, no innuendo. And I'm like, and me and Frosty don't know what an innuendo is. I have is, no right? idea what exactly. innuendo exactly. is. So Frosty's like, okay, cool. And the guy walks away and I go, what's an innuendo? And he goes, I don't know. Do you have any in your act? I go, Frosty, I don't know what an innuendo <laughs> is. And he goes, I don't know. It's like, and this fucking... is before cell phones where you could look it up. And he's, yeah. And he's like, fuck, this is, you must have a lot of innuendo in your act. He's like, don't. When you get to an innuendo, take it out. I go, what is an innuendo? He goes, I don't know what an innuendo is. I don't know. So I go, okay. So an innuendo is basically referencing something without saying the thing. I'll tell you exactly what an innuendo is. Like this? No, no. Well, that's referencing something without saying the thing. This? So an innuendo is an elusive remark or hint suggesting something disparaging. So an elusive or... So or like if I said oblique remark, I'll give you an example okay. of an innuendo in a okay, second. Okay, good, good. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so I go into my act and I bomb because the whole time I'm like trying to pull out an innuendo if I step on one because I don't know my act enough to pull them out ahead of hand, ahead of time. So I do like 15 minutes and I do okay. I do okay. I get off stage. Because you're so worried about I'm the innuendo. so worried. <laughs> and Frosty goes, I listened. I don't think you had any innuendos. And I was like... I was like, okay. And so like, I bring I bring out the first guy. He's like a guy, and I don't know what he's doing. And then as I'm about to go out, I see the guy's act, and he is a ball juggler, and he swallows swords and juggles balls. Okay. Swallows swords and juggle balls. Yeah. And I look at Frosty, and I go, oh, I got a great joke. And he goes, yeah. And it's an innuendo. And I walk out, and I go, that guy was amazing. He couldn't have done it on his knees. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Isn't there, it? You go, there you go. And there the you go. There you go. That's what she said. And Frosty's going like this. The guy goes, I said no fucking innuendo. <laughs> so so that's that's what she said is what the girls the girls used to do it. Like they would do it, they would do it incorrectly to us. Yes, yes. And so that's why you don't know what it is, because yeah. the girls always did it wrong. Right. And so like if you said, uh, oh, I'll take it hot, you'd go, that's what she said. And then everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. And, and so I did it to the girls one night. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I, do, I, but I, I said, that's what your mom said. And they're like, dad. And I was like, that's what your mom said. They're like, stop it. And I was like, that's what your mom said. They're like, too far. And I went, that's what your mom said. So maybe I'll do that on stage, but, uh, or just do it right here. The, um, that's pretty funny. But so that's what she said is my point. Oh my God. I'm all over the map. My point is sometimes that's what she said can become an inside joke within friends where making fun of the joke becomes the joke itself. Yes. And then all of a sudden, that's what she said, re-becomes funny. Yeah. It's like, so like now that we have talked about it, 
me and you have an inside joke about that's what she said. Mm -hmm. And so you could, if you said that's what she said, it wouldn't be the original context of the person, like Ron says that's what she said all the time. Yeah. And then Ron saying it becomes me and Andrew's joke. Right. Is when he says, that's what she says. I know he's making fun of Ron. And then I laugh at Andrew. But I'm not laughing at that's what she said. I'm laughing at the at idea Andrew, at la- that someone you're laughing would. At you're making fun of Ron, right? Yeah. And so, and by the way, if Ron heard that, he'd be like, "Wait, hold on." And then that's what makes it even funnier. <laughs> yes, is that he, he says know. it, and now when Ron says it, it makes us laugh genuinely because it, it's it's almost like. Um, I wonder if I'm getting Alzheimer's. My brain isn't working as fast. as I think it's ADHD. But what does this have to do with Tom Segura? I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought we were talking about Tom Zagura being funny. He is funny. He is funny. Yeah. Yes. But he's really funny. Like you're like. He's really, really, really funny. And I'm just moderately, accidentally, nerd-like, no, but he is, goofy he, funny. You're like, 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 do your fake laugh. I just did it to you. I wasn't it. sure. I, I did not know I had a Mwah, fake laugh. Uh, oh, uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> that is such a bad fake laugh that it that originally well, it's bad on purpose. No, it's, it's no, no, calculatedly but it's, no, but it's even, bad. It's, it's even worse than you think, and that makes me laugh. Why is it worse than I think? Do it again. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the, was there a character you had that went ah ah. Oh, no. You know what I'm thinking of? Yes. You know what I'm thinking yes, of? Yes, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah Bernie Mac. Ah, 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 He's making fun of me. He's making fun of me. That's my favorite 30 minutes of comedy ever. I apologize. I love you. I should go through but my Bernie heroes. Mac's King of Comedy, the thirty last 30 minutes of the Kings of Comedy is probably my favorite 30 minutes of comedy. I freaking watch it every time it's on. Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac kills Bernie Mac me. Was someone I would have liked to have met. It's oh, heartbreaking that he's dead. I can't believe I'm heartbroken that he's dead too. That last that fucking joke about his that stuttering nephew. Uh, uh, he just was brilliant. Ah 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 is making fun of me. <laughs> Tony Woods used to have a great joke about something similar to that. Something, one of those, it was very inappropriate. You know, it's interesting when you think of where comedy's gone. I don't want to do a podcast about comedy at all. I have no interest in that right now. But like, when you think of like what may, like even, I I bet even when we watch, we watched that the other day with the girls. Yeah. And it's funny. I think Georgia, who's a little bit of a SJW. A little bit. She sees us laugh at things Bernie Mac was saying in the 90s mm-hmm. and is like, whoa. The hard thing about teenagers is they have no perspective. They have no life experience to have any perspective. So there's no respect for, hey, hmm, that's of a different time. And we didn't understand what was going on in that time, but we can still appreciate some of what was going on in that time. Like you don't throw the whole thing. This is something I struggle with a lot because, you know, I don't like when people discount family members because they have different beliefs. And, and you know, you hear so many people say Thanksgiving's terrible because I can't sit across the table from this person who voted this way or that way. Not even for a person, but just voted this way or that way. And I just think that's such 
a terrible way to live your life. Oh, I have. I could not agree with you more. I think what I I I have people in my family who have racist background, and I don't agree with one ounce of that behavior or thought pattern at all. But that person is a whole human being. So do I condemn the whole human being for I think one what, I part? Think, I think what people are saying now is yes. I, I can't do that. I uh, well, can't the do thing that. is, is I think it's. <clears throat> I, think I can it's a, say it's a very privileged. It's a very privileged point of view to 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 have grown up with um, educated parents from money. Um, that were very, uh, and I'm speaking of myself, yeah, yeah, my I'll, own experience. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I'm not speaking about you listening to this. I'm, I'm hoping that you fall on one side of the fence and you understand the other side of the fence. But I will say, from my experience, it was very privileged to mm. grow up in a, a married household where my father was a lawyer, my mother was an educator. Um, they were both, I would say, learned people. Uh, very, very heavy into civil rights even though maybe not so active and like going to san francisco they were marching but they drugs, agreed but very <laughs> but very much into civil rights and throughout my childhood if i ever said the word faggot my dad would light up would yeah. light up and go when for people listening in the 80s when that word was introduced to me in my new neighborhood by my friends who then that was our word for the next what is i was i was 10 when we moved there that was my word my word for the next 17 years, I said that word very casually. More than that, it wasn't until Joe Rogan and I did his podcast, and I said it on his podcast, and he actually said, and I'm sure someone can find this, hey, man, I'm trying to stop saying that word, and you should try to stop saying that word. Right, right. And Ty, and Ty actually had a conversation with Todd Glass, who's it was obviously gay, who over the phone was breaking down, why, why would you say that word? Why would you say that word? But see, the problem is that people don't allow for is the learning curve. Todd right? lasted, and 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 that but, yes, was great that's for my me. Point is that, that he, word, yes, is but, that he allowed yeah. you to learn. But people condemn you for not understanding, and I think they condemn people who don't. What what I don't understand too is here's another example in reverse. I was talking to somebody. This happens every time I go home. We're gonna need another bottle of champagne because I'm now I'm about to talk about sharks. Keep going. Sharks. You're so. Every time I come home, and sometimes when I go out of the state of California, people will laugh and shake their head and say, aren't you sick of them people out in California? I mean, aren't you so sick of all the shit you, you, that goes on out in California? And I think, well, hold on. <laughs> I could say the same about you. Yeah. So why, would, why, why do we have to even do that? Why do you have any judgment in that way? Because I don't have judgment in the reverse. I don't come home and go, I see that you have a gun on your belt. Why are you going to do that? No one in California walks around with a gun on their belt when that fucking everybody in Georgia has one. Why would I presume to go home and impose my beliefs on them when they're doing something that's perfectly legal? And, and it's another, I'll take it a step further, is like sometimes salty language uh, is used when we go back to your yes. house. and. And maybe I maybe there there is a condemnation that needs to happen with me is that I don't I'm not the kind of guy that's going to correct you mid sentence if right. you're going to say something fucked up I I will allow you to say that and I'm maybe I'll make a judgment about you in my head right. that I'll reserve for later right but I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna assume to fix a grown man or a grown woman 
in the moment, nor will I want to engage in an argument. That's just not who I am. No. I don't I don't like confrontation and I don't really care about that stuff. On my podcast it's happened. I know Hoss has been here when people have said things. All my podcasts that are a little, you know, Off sideways color. and I just kind of agree and giggle. I Billy Bush them. Like when if I'd been in Billy Bush's situation and Donald Trump's like, no, I just grabbed him by the pussy, I would have giggled awkwardly and been like, Yeah, grab him by the pussy, Don. Whatever. <laughs> totally. Like yeah. I I'm just that's there are certain people built that way. But there's no the, allowance for that either. There's no allowance. You well, have to be a social justice warrior. You have to. You don't to have to. And I, and, I, uh, and here's I my point. Here's my point. And I I'm not. Here well, here's my point is maybe we're talking about them the same way they talk about sharks about sharks in the summer. What? So sharks in the summer get big press. If it bleeds, it leads, right? Okay. Sharks in the summer are like everywhere. Oh, shark attack, Daytona shark attack, New Smyrna Beach, shark attack, uh, Charleston, shark attack. San Francisco. All over the place because everyone knows their sharks. Everyone goes in the ocean, goes to the ocean, right, right, and it's something that could affect us, right. Maybe these social justice warriors that we all have in our family, our daughter Georgia is very, very socially conscious, yes, and very, very good. And I'm, I applaud it. I'm I fucking, do too. I I'd think that's that totally fine. Being like, Dad, let's go roll a homeless person, you know. But, but the but, conversation we had with her in the car the other day was very, I think, was very important because we were saying to her in the car let's not go too deep into it but no yes. we were saying to her in the car that there are people in her family that voted for trump and she is very uh vocal about being anti-trump and we were saying what are you going to no longer talk to them because they voted differently than you that's ridiculous that's the dumbest thing ever do you love do you love Dot dot dot. Do, do you, you love, love this person? This person, of course you do. And then so then you're going to stop loving you, them because they exactly, voted exactly because they voted differently because some of their beliefs don't line exactly with yours. Some of my that's best what our entire friends. no our entire country was built on the fact that they lived in a place before coming here where they could not have their own beliefs different from what the government said they could have. So I. Th- how are we as a country back in the place where you can believe set A or set B and that's it? I I, do, I just think no. that you is know, really irresponsible management of a democracy uh, for the people in the democracy, not the politicians. The people in the democracy are the people who manage the democracy, really. So you manage it by your own thoughts and your own behaviors. Mm -hmm. So if you sit across the table from someone who voted opposite of you and you're both contentious and you're both angry and you're both nasty to each other, you are not honoring what we have built this country on. You have you have heels dug in on You're exactly like the old world. No, you You will be Protestant and that's it. You have heels dug in in um in certain certain uh, tenets of life, meaning respect, uh, honor, certain things about, you know, I'm a little buzzed, so this is going to sound a little a little broad strokey and a little painted in rose colors, but you're a really good person because the things you hold that you cherish, uh huh, you you sincerely cherish with your heart, like like. When those guys stormed the Capitol, you said that is not what this country is about. That's right. And when people dis at the same in the same breath, when people discount people who vote for Donald Trump 
and and write them off as morons. You go, that, that is, is not, not what this okay. About. Yes, exactly. You're you're a genuine. I don't agree with. I don't. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I do not agree with. You don't him even as need to say that. And that's human what, being. That's what. Can I tell you? I don't. I get I get held to the fire a lot on me not speaking my politics, and I think they do that because I'm friends with Joe, and they want to dial in Joe's politics right. and find out who did Joe vote for. Well, if we find out who Bert and Tom voted for, then we'll know technically who Joe voted for. That's not. I've never asked Joe, nor do I know who Joe voted for. I actually do. I think he because me and Tom kind of shit on it a little bit. <laughs> I think he voted for Gary Clark or whatever, some guy that didn't <laughs> didn't matter. His vote didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> all votes count but i think tom and i shit on the podcast like who the fuck votes for this guy and then someone texts me he's like oh joe did and we we're like oh sorry and so um but i don't think it matters who you vote for i want to know who you are as a person do you make me giggle do i have a good time with you um are you the kind of asshole that's going to make me say my politics so that we can be friends because if so i don't want to know who the fuck you are do we have a good time do we have things in i mean i shane torres is probably the most socially minded person i know he's yes and, and i always say you're my diehard liberal friend where i run things by you that i'm about to say on stage to see if they're going to be bad right tony hernandez same way right remember tony hernandez like three jokes made me take out of my special tony produced my uh, all of my specials or not yeah. all of them but well no the last two. last two guy guy i grew up with amazing amazing producer but one of my best friends yeah ever and he was like i think that's a tad bit tone deaf and I was, and there were things that were murdering on the road. Right. And I took out. And in retrospect, I'm you gave me the lines to put in, and they murdered so much harder, and they were so much better. Right. At the, at the real, literally at the right before I went on stage. If you don't have people cut from different swaths in your life, then it's then, homogeny. It's total yeah. homogeny. Who doesn't want to argue every now and then at dinner? Well, that, and then at the end of the argument, say, "And I still love you." and respect you and accept you in our differences. We are agreeing to disagree. Yeah. And you know, I, this will not be very popular with a lot of people in our neighborhood, but I did not vote for Trump. I did not like Trump as a person. And at the same time, I kept going. The majority has spoken. He is our president. We have to accept that. And we have to support that. So that is that's what Dave Chappelle said. And he our got shit. team. He got shit for it. Dave Chappelle said those and exact I think same that's words on bullshit SNL. Because and honey, I could not have been more relieved when Trump did not get reelected. I was very happy about. I got to be honest with you, man. For me, I, I, it was a, we were, we're missing a little bit of the razzle dazzle. The inauguration wasn't miss, quite as no, wasn't no, quite no, as, no, 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 no. as sparkly that's as not, it was last no, year. That is not where razzle dazzle <laughs> belongs. That. That job does not require razzle dazzle. Okay, now that he's out of office, let's just celebrate the guy for a second, okay? I don't. When he called Ted, he hang on one second. Hang on, I want to. I want to get these. This might have been one of the hardest I've ever laughed. One of the hardest I've ever laughed on the tour bus is we were talking about Trump, and Andrew, my cousin Andrew, said this to me, and I could not stop laughing. And I went, he actually said that? And he goes, oh, he really said that. He legit. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I'm doing Leanne's podcast, and I wanted to ask you, do you remember when we were on the bus and you told me that Donald Trump said that someone's dad was a serial killer? What? Uh, yeah, it was uh, that Ted Cruz's father was the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
like that. I'm going to throw up. Hold on. All right. I got to call you back. I love you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> the Zodiac <laughs> he goes, Killer? He goes, he goes, he apparently, I don't know. I look, I don't, I don't remember the fucking, I don't remember this, but, and you can't help what you laugh at. And I'm apologizing if this is really triggering people, but like we were sitting on the bus and we were talking about uh, crazy claims Trump has made and we were laughing and just going harder and, and Andrew dead serious. And my cousin Andrew is like, a very dry person. Yes. And he's and he is a very serious person. And, and he, he is, is very, very funny. And he's a very politically he's very smart. correct guy. Like yeah. he is he is a, a little bit of and a little bit of my OCD. angel on my shoulder sometimes yeah. of like, hey man, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, how about the time Donald Trump in a fucking rally said, uh, I wouldn't vote for Ted Cruz. His dad's the Zodiac killer. <laughs> He said that. He goes, oh, he said Ted Cruz's dad is the Zodiac Killer. Hold on. This is exactly what he said. And look, I understand that with these things that are making me giggle was also a lot of oppression on people and yes. taking away people's rights. Yes. I get that. I do understand all that. I understand yeah. all that. Okay, good. But man, I do miss this razzle dazzle. Like this, just a little bit of, just a little bit of, this is the biggest thing that ever happened. And everyone was like, take you to see a picture. And they're like, there were fucking a thousand people there. And he's like, never seen bigger numbers like that i i i was miss i was a little bummed at yesterday's inauguration that there was nothing just like you gotta admit that for the people that hated him the most they had to have loved every now and then when they get a soundbite for trump no they didn't was, no people oh. who hated him the most never loved those sound bites no i never loved those sound bites by the way i would get them and go this is embarrassing what did he say? Read it out loud instead of to yourself. I'm sorry. I'm. This race is simple, Donald Trump said. Donald, this is what. <laughs> this is a quote. Ted Cruz's father was somehow involved with JFK's assassination. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they're going to. Why? Teach... Because he lived in Texas? Hold on. His father was with Leif Harvey Oswald prior to Oswald being, you know, shot. I mean,. The whole thing is ridiculous, Trump said about Cruz's father, Raphael, in an interview May 3rd. What was he doing with Lee Harvey Oswald? Shortly before the death, before the shooting. It's horrible. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between the truth and lies. He practically, every word that comes out of his mouth in a pattern, it's a lie. He is, there, I understand, I understand that me even making light of Donald Trump triggers people and, and sends people through the roof. And I understand that. And, and by the way, I, I was told one time, and it made a lot of sense to me. And I and and I think I, I can't remember who told this to me. I wish I could, and I'm sure they're hearing this going. That was me. I said, "I don't really." Give, Can I, you hear was, the dog snoring? <laughs> okay, it was right around the time that I met um, that I met uh, Rosario's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Okay. Cory Booker's a politician. I know he's a politician. I and I also didn't know he ran for president. <laughs> And I didn't not not only that I not know I thought it was hilarious that I didn't know which implies I don't care right to, to someone watching right is that I'm like he he ran for president and then I think a lot of people were shocked mostly uh, and I'll just be very candid mostly on set it was uh, two black people that were shocked that I didn't know that he had run for president yeah and I said I don't really care about politics and I, I wish I could remember who said this but they said you have the luxury of not caring about politics mm -hmm. and I said. What was that? And they said, well, you're white. And I laughed. And they went, yeah. 
if Trump wins, nothing changes for you. Right. And I and they said, and I said, right. And they're like, yeah, shit changes for us. Mm. And I went, oh. Like that was the first time I realized I was like, so my apathy isn't a, bl- it's it's a blessing. It's, it's a like, privilege. It's a privilege. It's, it is a privilege. My apathy about not giving a fuck about politics or not knowing who Cory Booker is. There's a lot of people who like legit cared about Cory Booker's race and hoped he got to the level so that he, right. so that it wasn't just Kamala Harris as a vice president behind some figurehead white guy right. who maybe or maybe not is there. I don't right. know if he's there mentally. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I voted for the guy too, but like, who knows? Well, the thing is, why not have Cory Booker there for the next 10, like eight well, years? He, he can't be 10. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I don't follow well, politics, Leanne. My, my, my theory is this, right? Another bottle of champagne? I don't have it. I mean, you'll have to go get it out of the fridge. We have one in the fridge? Yeah, there's a fit vine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I take a fit vine. Um, and there's a couple others in there too. Um, the thing about the thing about the thing that that hangs me up, right? Okay. Is I try to go back to basics, right? Go back to basics. By the way, I never talk about politics at ever, and I'm comfortable with you talking about it. Well, thanks. Because, by the way, if we go down, we go down together. Together. But the thing about going back to basics, in my opinion, when when Trump was elected, I did not want Trump to be president. I had a sinking feeling in my stomach. I was super upset. And I, I because of who he had represented him to be as a person who was not an integrous person. He was not someone who lived in integrity. So I, I could, I that was my problem with him, was that I, the person, he was a reality TV star. And that's who we want to run for president. I had a problem with that integral piece of I understand. it. Right? So, but when you look at the four years, people predicted our government would fall apart. It didn't. People predicted we our, our, our economy would collapse. It didn't. Uh, you know, all these things that all these uh, liberal-minded people thought would happen didn't actually completely happen. Some things happened that were not great. But for the most part, we're still pretty much intact. He completely uh, did uh, not handle the, the coronavirus and well, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of like the Muslim ban and there's a lot. Uh, that's terrible. Lot, there's a no, lot of things. That, I completely that disagree with that. Someone who's really, really against Trump would, would light you up in like, yes. in like, this, 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 this. And I understand that. Look, we're not politically minded. We're no. not. We're and not... I actually agree with those things. Yeah. But if you go to the basic, I agree with those. I, I agree with There should too. not be a ban on Muslim travel. There should We should not be building a wall. We should not be doing half the, <laughs> someone everything like, someone... that Joe Biden reversed yesterday. And by the way. I agree with. And and at the same time, I have to, now, and here's what's wrong with me, is I understand there's also someone listening here that voted for Trump. Exactly. Goes, Who agrees with us. That is my whole makes point. Sense. <clears throat> A That's wall makes my sense. Whole point. And, and now you're just going to let every. We haven't had one terrorist event in four fucking years at all. Not even Except remotely. for the one on the Capitol that was a domestic terrorism event. My, my, my point being, there are two sides to every story. Exactly. There's, there's, there's two sides. And, and I think. Well, well, my point that I was trying to make. But my point. But my point that I was trying to make was if you go back to basics. We came here as a people to have a freedom of voice, opinion, speech. That's what democracy is built on. Yep. And to deny someone their right to support someone you disagree with is so 
bad. It's it, to me, it's one of the worst things you can do is to discount someone because they support someone else. Now, I will say there's fringe on both ends that are extremists that are the people that stormed the Capitol are, yeah. in my opinion, are extremists. They and, are definitely. Extremists. And I don't really, I don't agree with that. That's not part of our democracy. But for the majority of the people who are Republican or Democratic, who are liberal or conservative, if we would just get back to basics, which is, that's what we were built on is freedom of speech and opinion and differences therein. No, yeah, and listen. sometimes... We have a Republican president and sometimes we have a Democratic president and that that's the what we agreed. That's the society we agreed to live in. That's the fact, Jack. That's Listen. the fact, Jack. That's a, that's what we all agreed on. Yeah. You know, when I talk to Georgia about not breaking the law, I say to her, we agree to live in a society. Society has agreed on these rules and we have to abide by them hey, to Listen. be part of society. Listen, right? don't, do not get me started. Do not even get me started. On the hypocrisy uh, hypocrisy is where I is my hill to die on. And having said that, I'm one of the most hypocritical people in the world. Sort of, but not really. Kind of a hundred percent. Sort of, but not really. <laughs> kind of a hundred percent. I'm so I'm well, so hypocritical. In some and, ways, and I'll do interviews and I'll listen to myself talk, and then I'll think of how I talk to my children and what the rules I put out for them. That's why I think Georgia rolls her eyes at me these days and like just looks at me like what a fucking asshole because she's like, oh she's yeah, 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 teenager because yeah. she's. A teenager? Don't smoke pot. What 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 do you do when you're with Joe on the podcast or Tom or Joey? Or I'm sorry. No, but that no, but that doesn't matter because you are an adult and she is a child. And to me, that is part of the problem is that when you're a teenager, you think you get all the privilege of your adult friends. I need I need another glass of champagne. Well then go get it out of the fridge. Are you gonna be able to hold the podcast down by yourself? <laughs> Since it's my podcast, I think. Do you want pretzels or anything? Or just I don't. Or just podcast? I'll take a podcast. <laughs> Hold your breath, Halston. I'm coming by. Well, he has a mask on. So I think you have to hold your breath. I don't need any more champagne, Halston. I'm good. This is really strong. Did you feel it? It's good, isn't it? It's a nice bottle. That was really nice of Trevor. He gave it to us for Christmas, and uh, it's like a like a sixty dollar bottle of champagne. It's really nice. It was a really sweet Christmas gift, very thoughtful. Forty five, maybe sixty. I don't know. We just drink Fit Vine usually. Oh, you bought the good, the better, the good stuff. I don't know what I brought. I brought both. Oh, you brought Fit Vine. Yeah. So Fit Vine has half the sugar. Oh, maybe we should go Fit Vine. Which is great. And it's really good, but it's Prosecco. It's not. Oh, then let's go champagne. champagne. Well, then we'll The Tattinger is champagne. We'll, tra we'll take the Fit Vine and Roadies and take the dogs on a walk. I've already walked all three dogs today by myself. I have Don't a five o'clock. Don't say that by myself shit. You have a five o'clock what? I've, I've told what you this four times today doing? and you don't ever listen to me. Five o'clock, I have an, a Zoom about college applications. Six o'clock, we're watching the Go Big Show. Seven o'clock, I have oh a Girl God. Scout event. That's why I'm making dinner in the crock pot. So I don't have to cook dinner tonight. Because I have I have a heavy night. You know, being a Girl Scout troop leader is a big deal. One of my girls is getting their gold award. That's super exciting. That's a Look, really big deal. Nose. And tonight is her part of her gold award that? project. And I wouldn't miss it for the nose world. Nose in the armpit. Let's get and he's talking is. about nose in her armpit. I'm talking about a gold award. So, um... 
We should get off politics. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. Not, because it's not stupid. It's, it's stupid vital. Because it's stupid to because our way of life. it just upsets people. It like, does upset. You're upsetting. You can never half make anyone happy. Yeah, you're just upsetting people. And I go, my job was never to upset people. Well, that is the truth. That's the thing. What happened to like this? Sounds really stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Kitschy and stupid. Let's stop. No, I'm going to stop with this. Well, don't say one more thing, and that's how you stop. No, I'm going to say one more thing because it's my podcast, and I can do whatever I want. It is. Why can't we just choose love? Why can't oh we just choose God. love? You should have stopped before that. Choose there, love. John Lennon. Choose to love everybody, even with your differences. Are you coming up here, Mac, or are you going to sit down on the ground? And if everybody would choose love, no one would have stormed the Capitol last week. Hey. Listen. Two weeks ago. All right. So uh, anyway, let's talk about me. Oh, goody. What do you want to talk about you? Well, I am your guest. Let's not forget that. Okay. So should I interview you? What do you want to talk so to So how'd you get into comedy, Bert Kreischer? <laughs> wow. I'm opening a bottle. Tattoo yours. So. I just put my finger in Izzy's pussy. <laughs> That's disgusting. I just put Why'd my you hand, do that? I put my hand right here. You molested on her. her. tail. And it just literally. Oh, Izzy, I'm sorry. Oh, and she's, that is going to go viral. She's such a sweet dog. Isn't she sweet? She is the sweetest. How does it feel to be home? I'm loving it. I really am loving it, and and but not in a healthy way. What do you mean? Um, well, it's like I said to you the other day. I go, you got to admit, I've really done a great lifestyle change, and you're like, yeah, it's not real. I did not said. say that. I swear said. to God, the hyperbole what that happens say? in your brain. You know, here's the here is the curse <laughs> of me and you. This is this is you the ready? curse right here. Is that I can't just say something. You then analyze why no, I no, say no. it. And here's the curse it. of me and you. I am a linear, pragmatic, practical thinker, and you are a hyperbole, dreamer, motherfucker. And if I say blue, you will say, she said azure with a splash of turquoise on the side of baby blue. And I'll be, I just said fucking blue. Uh, yeah. What did I say? I said, you got to admit, I've done a pretty good lifestyle change. And because you said, because I've, drank, I've drank maybe... And I did not say, but that's talk, not let me real. Talk, let me talk in hyperbole. But I and then you correct it. I'll, I'll talk in hyperbole. Oh. And you correct it. Oh. And I said, I've drank maybe four times since November. And you went, that's wrong. I did. You did. You said you drank way more than four times. You drank four times a week of Thanksgiving. No, that's not real. <laughs> yes, you did. Would you like me to break it down for you? Yeah, break it okay. down. Okay, Thanksgiving Day. The day after, right? Hold on. Doesn't sound right. We went to see, we saw your parents the day before Thanksgiving, drank that day, saw them Thanksgiving day, they definitely drank, drank that, that day. day. We didn't see them Friday. We saw them Saturday. I didn't drink Saturday then. Nope. Saw them Saturday, drank that day. I don't remember that day. Saw them again Monday. Nope. Drank that day. Didn't yes, that we day. did. And you drank every single day. So within seven I didn't drink every day, single day. Every day you saw your parents, you, you drank. You you take the wind out of a good story. It's the truth. I just live in the truth and you live in hyperbole. My point is, have I drank a lot since November 30th? For you, you have reduced your drinking. Oh, since November 30th? Yeah, No, you've not drank much at all. See, there, let's leave it at that. I've drank twice in January. So, but when you say... I've drank twice I've in I've made January. a real lifestyle change. I say, yeah, you're living at home. Instead of being on yeah, the road. Why can't you just applaud that and go, you really have, you're working out like but crazy. But it's not, but the problem is, 
when you go back on the road, your lifestyle will go back to that. No, 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 no. I'm going to change everything. And that is I will stay very strict at home and then lose my shit on the road. That's what she said. Was that right? <laughs> Was that the right application? <laughs> or should I have just said this? Neither? You're being an <laughs> asshole. You're fucking. <sighs> uh, God. You know what? What? I think you've done a great job. At home. And at I home. love being home. And uh, let me not... tell you the positives of Burt Kreischer at home. I love this. Okay. Here's the positives of Burt Kreischer at home. Okay. Stable. Yep. Consistent. Yep. Helpful. Positive. Healthy. Healthy. For the most part. Um, Involved. Connected. Mm-hmm. Plugged in. Yeah. Not hyper-focused on sex. At all, barely, right? Not it's almost hyper-focused. like you're gross. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Not today. But, <laughs> but those are, you know what's really interesting? I find that you and your daughter, Isla, have something similar. And that is, you believe that you thrive on chaos, but when you get to stability and consistency, you relax and you thrive. But you believe you thrive on chaos. So you keep throwing yourself back into chaos, thinking that's your jam. And then you get into consistency, uh, regiment, um, uh, scheduling, and you really do thrive like in a very healthy way in that place. For instance, Isla's room is fucking chaos. There's shit everywhere. There's food. There's clothing. There's everything everywhere. And when I put my foot down and go, clean your room today, no negotiation. I understand. As a teenager, I was a disaster. My dad used to say he couldn't even see the floor of my room. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I was a teenager, I can't too. believe that person was real. I, I, I was super a mess as a teenager. Imagine what an emotional mess I was as a teenager. I never saw that. I wish I could see that. Oh, I was a complete wreck as a teenager. I've actually fantasized about that. But when she cleans her room, her whole demeanor shifts. She becomes really calm. She gets really into hanging out in her room, not in a like frenetic way, but in a very grounded way. Yeah. It totally shifts her energy. But... Do, but do you think she would go, you know what? That worked. Maybe I would keep that up consistently. She doesn't, and you don't either. You guys believe yeah, you thrive in yeah, chaos, but you really, this. once you get really a stable, predictable environment, you seem a lot happier. May, you, may, you may be able to assess Isla well. I'm not 12, okay? so like. But you're the same. I'm, I'm a little different. I like a little chaos. I know a little chaos. I like the fucking frenetic energy of writing i like i have different ch- but like, that's I, not the same as the, the chaos i'm talking about okay. of, of you're not being able to sleep of having up till four o'clock in the morning partying drinking too much eating buffalo wings four meals in a row all those things are really bad for you and i think when you come home off the road how about this you're a bit of a wreck yeah how about this yeah you, there's a, a sentence you've in, in introduced to me a long time ago it's called living out of integrity yes and I just like that. I like to be in integrity. Whether you do like to be in integrity. Whether across the board, if yes. I've lived out of integrity on an interview, which I've done before, I remember one time I did an interview and and they said, uh, I remember this so distinctly. Um, I was in Tampa. We, you girls were at the beach, and I ran over to do an interview. I was doing fresh baked video games, and someone said, "So tell me about fresh baked video games on the interview." And I said, "It's been canceled." I knew it was canceled. 
but they hadn't announced it yet. And they said, why? And I said, it wasn't that good of a show. And they, and they were laughing. And that was, that was my goal was to make them laugh. And they said, what do you mean it wasn't that good of a show? I said, did you watch it? And the guy goes, no. I said, why not? And he goes, I'm not into video games. And I said, exactly. I said, everyone who's not into video games isn't going to watch it. And anyone playing video games is using their TV playing video games. Right. And he went, oh, yeah, that, that seems like a failure. And I went, yeah. And then I realized that was, that was out of integrity. I, yeah. I just shit on all the people that worked on the show. Right. And all the people that greenlit the show and all the people that believed Created in me or believed it. in the show or wrote on the show. And it bothered me. It really, hey, it bothered me. Yeah. And and that was out of integrity. I and I didn't waters. like that. Yeah. I didn't like that. And so living out of integrity. Um, and that's why, you know, the, when I got a call from Stanhope today and I question, am I living out of integrity by telling the truth? And I was like, well, there's part of it where you say, um, where you say, maybe, maybe I don't need to speak up on this issue. Right. And then the other part of you says, but also what's wrong with telling your truth with like, you know, it's, it's one of the things Stanhope said was talking and this is a little complicated because I know we're not going into great detail. There was a story about a person who had been in my life, who had done a, a few mean things to me and Stanhope was sharing it with someone on a podcast and they were like, that can't be real. And then they called me and I kind of just said, yeah, it's real. It really happened. And I told them exactly what happened. But that is different because you didn't come out and say that but, person. No, right. No, but it does. It actually doesn't matter because Stanhope's point was, he said that he said, you know, that's when everyone was me tooing people, he said they should also me too bad people. Like right. that was what Stanhope said. He goes, you know, there's a lot of a lot of us that have had run-ins with bad people in this business who made you not want to keep doing the business. Right. Like just bad people that did bad shit. They didn't rape you. They didn't sexually assault you. They didn't do anything like that bad. But they did bad enough stuff where like, like and Bill talked about that girl that flicked him on the dick. Yeah. And we all know what girl that is. We all talked about yeah. behind closed doors. But that's a those are bad people that, yeah. that are trying to fuck with your head in life. They're not healthy people and right. same as the person that stan hope was telling the story about but in my and here's what i think is super powerful is i'm on the treadmill I'm t i tell the story it's it's true 100 all of it and by the way i didn't even make it as bad as it could have been right. and i kept a bunch of stories out of it right and stan hope's like are you cool telling this and i was like yeah and then i'm like maybe that's what the me too movement was was like letting people be comfortable telling the truth right telling and, and people mock like this is my truth i want to share my truth but it is you know it's like why why should you be forced to lie for someone why should you be forced to lie for someone and, and now this is a good question for you because you can answer this on both sides why should you be forced to lie for someone when 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 possibly you've gotten over that trauma now mm -hmm. You're someone that has had trauma in their life, mm -hmm. and you've said that trauma will not define me. Mm -hmm. And we know people who have had trauma in their life, similar traumas to you, where that trauma defined them. Right. And they allowed it to define them. And you always said, well, I'm not that person. I, I'll, I'll move past that trauma. Right. Also then, I think in, in, in the same conversation, you're like, well, I have no interest in digging up my past, someone else's past, right. and being caught up in that. But what is the difference between living your truth and, and digging up your past? That's a really good question. You know, it's really funny you bring this up. 
Two mornings ago, I woke up and in the hazy moment of waking up, you know, where you're like half asleep, half awake. Am I yeah. going to wake up? Should I hit snooze again? I wrote a letter to my grandmother in my brain. I've been feeling really bad. Granny? No. Okay. My mom's mom. I've been feeling really bad about not talking to her. Mimo. Mama. Mama. I've Who's Mimo? Fe- I don't have a Mimo. Someone else does. A mama. Uh, I have Mama. You have a Mama. I have a Mama. Um, you know, Mama, the last time I talked to her, let me know how very upset she was that I had talked about my mom on my podcast. And my intention, it made me examine my intentions for talking to my mom. And most of them were were good, right? This is super loaded. It is very loaded. And and I and I have I have a pin I can't wait to share my story about this as well. <laughs> okay. Because this is really interesting. Well, here's the skinny, right? This is really what that's about. I believe my mom has a a borderline personality disorder. She has not been diagnosed, but I believe that. And nor could you diagnose her, but in your... Because most people who have borderline personality disorders believe there's nothing wrong with them there's something wrong with everyone else so i've run into a few of those no reason that she would seek help because she doesn't have a problem the problem Mm -hmm. is everyone else's but in my family dynamic i have never been validated in any way shape or form nor did i really need it i guess i mean it would be nice for someone to say yeah your mom's fucking crazy right but one of the reasons I started the podcast, it wasn't really in the forefront of my mind, but when it started coming up, I was like, you know what? I should talk about some of my experiences with my mom because I bet there are a lot of people who have similar experiences and don't realize that their mom has something like a borderline personality disorder. Push, push pause. And that really is what the Me Too movement was about. Me Too was the symbol of, hey, you're not alone in this. Yeah, exactly. So You're not alone and, in and, this. And 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 and, and uh, look, I, I may I'm, I don't know what I've said in the past. I may have made a lot of jokes about me too. I right. don't know what I've said in the past. I'm a comic. I talk a lot, but I. But, but it's in, the point in, I made yeah, earlier. The point I made earlier is I read that book and I went, "Holy shit! I am yeah. not the only person who has a parent like this." Yep. That it makes me feel so much better. For anyone it who thinks, who for anyone who thinks that they know what I'm about to say, you don't, because it's about to come out sideways after you say your point. Now I don't, now I've lost you're saying what you, I'm saying. your truth was to share your truth because there might be people like you listening to your podcast. It was, yes. And that was my intention. But my grandmother, from what I understand, my mother played some parts of some podcast to my grandmother, who I still had a relationship with. And my grandmother let me know how inappropriate it was to talk about a parent in a public forum (laughs) where I thought to myself, but wait, you didn't listen to the content of what I was saying. And that has never been in question. Only the fact that I have gone against a parent, not the fact that my parent made me do things that were not great, that did things herself that were not great, that was that were moments of parenting that were questionable at best, abusive at worst. But none of that was ever dealt with. The only thing that was presented to me was how dare you talk about your mother in this way in a public forum. And there's part of me that goes you know, that is out of integrity. Why would I talk about my okay. parent in that way in that forum? That's not cool. Okay. Right? Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Not really, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I, there is a 
I still want to. I want to mark I'm it for not, myself. I still want to talk about the letter I wrote to her in my head two then nights ago. Maybe you should finish that because there is a devil's advocate of this that I that yes, I will share with you. There is a devil's advocate. I will advocate. share with you. Okay. And 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 I go ahead. I come from it from your perspective. Okay. So I um. I, I, I want to be fair in saying this, so I don't want to say names or anything. Yeah. I had a, but any, anyone, uh, so if I say anyone that knows, knows, and then if anyone doesn't, you can do a little research and find it. Okay. So I dated someone in college for like five years who uh, was unfaithful to me and, and more stuff happened than just that. You can listen to the new Two Bears, One Cave that's out probably monday this monday right uh whatever the 24th is 25th that's monday that you'll hear more about that and i don't say any names but i used to i used to say names i think i might have said names <laughs> I, I okay said what's names. your point hear, hear me. <laughs> I, I listen to you listen to me i might have said names and i might have been very specific about the events that happened in that infidelity okay and uh and and it was all very fair and it was all very my truth it was okay. very like what i it was and it was trauma yeah and what you'll hear in the next two bears one cave episode is that tom points out to me that is the reason i haven't had sex with a million 20 people. girls yeah i've only had sex with six people girls fucking girls <laughs> six girls women and he goes it's trauma and yeah. he's just very says like very casually and it flipped me out right and, and you'll see it on the podcast flip me out because i was like that is trauma. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it is trauma to be betrayed like that. Betrayed and some more stuff happened. And yeah. you'll hear it on the podcast. I, I got the clap. I've told you about that. Yeah. But I got the clap from it. And and I have and for to someone with OCD who has hypochondria, sort of, hypochondria light. To be with two that's girls. That's a really big To be big two problem. with two girls. Yeah, I understand. And to have that happen to yeah. you is traumatic. And very traumatic, especially, and we were talking about this earlier, is when someone says nothing happened and you're suspicious and you trust and you have faith. Yeah. And then you find out you were lied to. It just is very, it's very, very shattering. So now here's the interesting part. So I've talked about that and I was very honest with quote unquote, my truth. Mm -hmm. Take this as however you want to read this. Mm -hmm. uh, we, me and another stand-up comedian that is in the business, that is a friend of mine who's been on my podcast. He dated her in high school. No I mean, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll t Can you bleep the name out? The guy's really? special. You loved his special. Yeah. Yeah. You loved his special. You can keep that in. He's got a great special. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest dudes. It's amazing that she dated two comics. But two like successful comics. Like, yeah, right. He's one of the funniest guys I fucking know. That's awesome. And, I, and like I'm like, I'm it's amazing that she, she guys she should have been a fucking talent booker, really, when mm -hmm. you think about it. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been very honest about quote unquote my truth. He came into the podcast one time and he goes, Hey man. Can we not talk about what's her name? And I said, sure. I mean, it's kind of a, an odd thing that we wouldn't because it is bizarre because me and him almost got in a fist fight in college. Like I went to a, a party of, this, of a friend of his and he was there and he had been dating her over the summer. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. He had been dating her over the summer. And I was dating her over the summer. She was kind of like two-timing both of us. Right. And we almost got into a fight about it. And I was like, oh, sure. I mean, I'm cool. And then he said to me, you know, she doesn't have like a podcast that's got like millions of views. She doesn't really have a voice and it's not fair to her. Right. And I went, wow. And for the first time, my perspective changed. And I went, I ha I have been unfair to this, this woman mm -hmm. in that I have represented her 
a certain way, which is my truth, which is very fair. Right. It's, it's very fair for me to tell you what happened to me. It was traumatic to me. And I want to share it to the guys that are listening who are going through unfaithfulness with a woman that they love, that are good guys, that are good guys, and are about to get jaded into the guys that are leaving hateful comments on Olivia Wilde's fucking Instagram. Mm -hmm. Olivia Wilde's getting so many bad comments from regular dudes yep. who got their heart broken by a girl out of their league. Right. Because they feel like they're Jason Sudeikis. They're mm -hmm. the funny guy. Women always say, oh, I want a guy who's funny. You got Jason Sudeikis. He's one of the funniest guys of our generation. Mm -hmm. We all respect and love that guy. Yeah. And then you cheat on him with fucking Harry Styles. I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about Harry Styles, but I can't imagine he could tell the difference between a meme and a joke. I don't know if the guy's got a huge sense of humor. Is Nothing against Harry Styles, but I'm just saying that's the reason you're getting hateful comments is there are guys that are and so that that I'm talking to those guys to go trying to like say to them, hey, we don't have to be, we can trust women again. We can like, there, there's growth, there's process, there's, you Not are going to get hurt, like you are going to get burnt. It's, it gets worse. There's guys that got it worse. I got it worse than you're getting it right now. You just got cheated on. It was my second girl ever. I got the clap and I fucking did not trust. You know how bad I rolled into our relationship. I was borderline misogynistic, like fuck women they all lie don't trust them so i wanted to share my truth and, and then when he said that to me i went well that's just my truth like i forgot my responsibility in this mm -hmm. my responsibility also is hey i also had like cool five years with this chick where she was pretty cool not the greatest chick i ever dated obviously clearly uh, even close but she doesn't have a voice in this she doesn't have a representation she can't go out and deny this People will hear this. People that she is friends with right. will hear me say this. Yes. And they're not going to bring it up to her. They're just going to judge her differently. And that's not fair. Right. It's not slander because it's true. Right. But it's not fair. Right. So relating that to my mom. And that's why I say when it comes to your mom and your mom and your your mama said that, your mama. mama said that, and your mom got upset. I get it. I understand. Yeah, I, I understood too. your mom's point where it was like, I understand. This is the worst part about this. I understand it sort of out of vindictiveness is that your mom's like, I don't get to say what I want to say. Yes. And that's where I was like, that's when I understood the girl's point where I was like, right. if she was like your mom, which she's not, she's just a regular person. She would have been like, fuck, what about, what about my side of the story? Well, to bring it back to my experience, right? What I had thought was, I think somewhere in my subconscious, when I started talking about my mom here, because I had felt like I had never been heard in my family, in her family, that I had never been heard. I had never been, you know, Judy, Leanne may have a point. Oh, fuck. That's never happened. I think there was part of me that wanted to take that. Say, you know what? You don't get a voice this time. This time, my side's going to be heard. That, and that is when you I kind of hate to be talking like this but like to, when you speak your <laughs> truth that is that is part of the truth that people need to hear is that the majority of people have not had my experience they've had your experience with a parent that silenced them didn't let them grow and was off the fucking rails i mean we're i'm a parent that god bless if i hadn't had you in my life i'm not certain i would have been any different than your mom uh, that's not entire. That's not true at all. But I've lived with both of you, and I can tell you there are some very distinct differences. There are some similarities, <laughs> but there are some very important 
differences. Yeah. Very important. So, so I thought to myself when I woke up the other day and I was, as I was half asleep writing this letter to my grandmother, I haven't talked to her since she reprimanded me. Well, hold on. <laughs> very she also, harshly. Uh, once again, devil's mm -hmm. advocate, mm -hmm. just to be fair, mm -hmm. you're, 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 Lawnmower, what's it called? Mima, mama, lawnmower. Lawnmower. Just joking. Mama. Your mama is eighty. She's eighty-eight. She's eighty-eight. No, so. totally. Yes. Okay. Just to be fair, just to be she's fair. She's eighty-eight. No, because I know but you, you don't love even her. know what I was saying in the letter. I know. I want to hear the letter. It. What I didn't write this letter. The letter I wrote in my brain was apologizing to her for um for publicly talking about her daughter because that's not fair to her. What's happened between me and my mom is between me and my mom, but it has affected my grandmother because, and that was never my intention for her. I thought she would never in a million years see or hear or find or have any idea to ever talk about my mom was to apologize to her for upsetting her and to also say, you know, I'm tired of asking her. That's so funny. Why? Keep going. Is that I, you know, I, who your grandmother is in my story with that? That guy that uh, slapped me, I don't know. what I don't know. I've been drinking a little bit. The story that Stan yeah, said uh -huh. is Barry Katz. And I thought I should apologize to Barry Katz because he's in the middle of this. He's going to get caught up in this. Right. Is this someone's going to go, hey, man, did this happen? And you know, he can't. Yeah. He can't. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, that's what I felt. Situation. I felt like what a terrible position to be put in to have a daughter who is upset that your granddaughter is talking shit about her and then the daughter demand that you no longer have a relationship with the granddaughter you know uh, it's a very difficult place to be put in and that was never my intention and, and i felt really and bad about a lot it like a fucking tanzanian warrior in that she doesn't know anything about the internet or anything so anything your mom plays on a phone is what she's like got. It was on national television. Exactly. And it's a, 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 once again an unfair representation of what I've been talking about with no exploration of the content. Well, your mom's definitely not going to go. So, this is the deal. We've, I have, she said a lot of like good things about her childhood. I don't want to play you those first. Your mom's going to be like, did you believe this? And find the one right. clip. Well, exactly. Which once but again, it's the story which once again of my whole... should represent your truth is like, Fucking once again. Exactly. I'm getting blindsided. Exactly. But in the fake letter that I was writing to my grandmother, I thought to myself, you know, I want her to know that I love her. And I want her to know that I'm really sorry for putting her in that position. But I also want her to know my truth. She only knows my mother's side. Yeah. That's all she knows. And that's all she's ever known. And how can that be okay? And but more importantly, and not to come full circle, but how about for all those people that can't forgive someone in their family for just voting for Trump? Your grandmother probably also voted for Trump mm -hmm. and doesn't like you, and you're willing <laughs> to forgive. No, I love her. No, I, you love her, but I love her. She, She's, she, as we all are, as I am myself, we are all limited, and we are all living through our own personal experience. And she for whatever reason, really believes, I don't, the, the the problem is, I think, she doesn't really believe what my mom says entirely, but my mom is such a force of nature that it's too hard to fight. How about this? How about it's we much leave, easier to go, how about we, okay, how about, I, I give up. How about we come up with some sound bites about your grandmother that your cousin Bethany or people at her church can now grab and go, hey, did you hear Leanne's podcast? She said, ready, ready, I'll, I'll just do sound bites. 
Your grandmother makes the best goddamn bologna sandwiches I've ever had. She does make life. really good bologna sandwiches. She makes sandwiches. the best fucking bologna sandwiches. She does. I've, have I shouldn't have cursed. Sandwiches. She's not gonna like that. <laughs> Mother of the, I don't know how to say, but those she are. Does make really good bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I miss her, she and a, I've been feeling is, really bad about not talking to her. One of the most her. loving, forgiving. She's very sweet, and she's very religious. When and God what, said Christianity and created your grandmother i swear to god when i say this that woman is forgiving yes as i mean that woman has a capacity to forgive well, anyone she does but at the same time come on we're making sound bites for her to listen to oh sorry sorry, say, sorry, yeah, sorry, Jesus sorry. Christ, the hard part for me Fuck. is that she's never said i understand that this is hard for you she may not and so I think, she's not gonna. no, she's not going to. So after this long of not talking to her, I was like, maybe I should just, I mean, the, the hard part is, the hard part about it is, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, it's hard to always be the person who reconciles always. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm in marriage. <laughs> I reconcile sometimes. Hold on. I on. do. Could, you, could, you, could, could we just say maybe 80-20? Maybe 80 20, okay. but at least it's 20. Yeah, you're Mine right. is 100 right. zero. Yeah, no, I, I got it. I got 100 it. 100 zero. You are, you, when, let, I will tell you, I will tell you, I will applaud what you're saying in that. But I can also even just, say even this. Just, hang on one second. Mm -hmm. Even just an 80 20, that 20% feels like 100% when you get it because you're not someone who reconciles easily or, or, well, or comes or. It's not natural to you. I don't understand sometimes what I'm supposed to be reconciling. And I have a hard time reconciling if I don't understand it. Because to me, it's out of integrity. Just say I'm sorry. To say I'm sorry to me is empty. Yeah, so I have I think, to say yeah, I'm sorry I because I understand it. Then that then that's meaningful. But I don't want you to say I'm sorry and it be empty. No, I, I my problem is I can find out why I'm wrong way too quick. That's why I have anxiety. I find out why I'm wrong. I find culpability where it's in, where there's no culpability. I've, I've told you the story of when Blair Mendez was getting money stolen out of his uh, drawer. And you thought you did it, but you didn't do it. I, well, I th yeah, I actually <laughs> took blame for it. I mean, I actually blamed myself for right, it right. when I wasn't stealing. And, and by the way, it's so crazy. I know people must go, that's impossible. Bert. No, no, no. But, that, but I'll tell you the opposite of that is when someone accuses you of things your whole childhood that you didn't do and you get really confused because you've been accused of things that you weren't even around or wasn't even possible and it makes you doubt who you are because you've been told you've done something wrong that you weren't it wasn't even possible when you become an adult and you try to heal out of that you have to be really clear about what That's you so did funny. and did not do so you become very protective of your truth because you were told an untruth your whole childhood and it made you completely imbalanced in who you were or what you believed because the truth was pliable. The, the truth that I grew up with was her truth and no other truth mattered. And her truth changed moment to moment. Today, the sky's blue. Tomorrow, it's probably red. So as a child... You go, but wait, I thought it was blue. So you have to develop an innate sense of truth in yourself because it is not presented to you from the adult that is raising you. Now, my dad was all about truth. So I had him to rely on 
but I saw him fucking four days a month. The other 20 some days a month, I was living with this person where one day the sky was blue, the next it was red, and then she would accuse me of being a liar for calling it blue. Why do they do that? It's about control. The person we're talking about earlier, you know, the- um, The person that cheated on you? No, no. no. Oh, the person that's not You know, I gotta be, just in fairness, In fairness, that, that person wa- wasn't that bad of a person. I think they were just young. The slapper? N- no, the oh, slapper. The not, yeah, the slapper. I actually, the slapper, I think I was actually taking a piss out back today before, while I was on the treadmill mm-hmm. right after that conversation. And I actually, in a weird way, forgave the slapper thinking that person was young and dealing with way more success. When you see someone like no. Christy Teigen, who's like 35, Chrissy? Right? Christy, Christy, no T. Christy Teigen, who's thirty-five and dealing with all that success and all the, all the hate that comes her way. Also, you're like, oh, they're fucking thirty-five. I'm, I'm fucking ten years older than her, and I can't deal with it. I don't know how they're dealing with it. So I I actually thought about the slapper, and I, while I was taking a piss and I was looking at the, what's the, plant back there? Bird of paradise. I was looking at the bird, bird of paradise, and I thought, they were my age dealing with fame mm. and success and not dealing with it well uh, and and marriage and and I I I I didn't want to cheat at that age um I wasn't that I wasn't that person um but but if you if I'd never had if I'd never if I had no trauma maybe I maybe I would have been like oh now I get to fuck everything or I'm not sure what was going on in that person's life and I was like it must have been a very complicated time in that person's life to want one thing and clearly I think he got out of that marriage so he wanted one thing but he wanted something else and I don't know what was going on in his life. He's then, a sociopath oh, is easily. the problem. Yeah, well hang on. So let's go to the the girl then that cheated on me. She was probably just young. Yeah. And and and, 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 and then yeah. and then what I love about uh Has the, she figured her shit out or is she still doing I that? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know, know what's going on with her. Um I what Some I Some things think, that happen in your 20s you you straighten out by your thirties. Oh, if you're hold not, on. yeah. No? Oh, no, no, no. You're very right about. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's absolutely. I remember right. one time. I remember one time calling Kristen Maddox's house. I mean, mm. we can keep her name in. She's cool with it. She's very cool. Uh, and and I've ta- and I'm, I'm friends with her family still. Yeah. But I remember one time calling her, and I was very heated. We were arguing on the phone, and I called. I was thinking about this on the treadmill yesterday. When you talk about cringeworthy moments, and I went, <laughs> and she hung up on me, and I called back, and I went. Hey, what the fuck? And it was her dad, <gasps> Larry Medock. And Uh-oh. he went, Bert, Larry Medock. And I went, I apologize, Mr. Medock. And he goes, why don't you take a break, buddy? And I went, sure thing. And I hung up and I went, well, I'll never learn that lesson twice. You learn it once. Right. And you realize, what the fuck world was I living in? Right, right. And that's the weird thing about the world is that no one wants to allow someone. To learn. Th- the opportunity to just go, hey, I-, I fucked up a lot as a kid with women. I had real trust issues. I had, I wish I could be Georgia Kreischer who just is like oblivious to feelings and is just like, whatever, whatever, deuces. She's not oblivious to feelings. But like, but I, but, <laughs> but I, I look at that, that young lady or the woman now, the woman that, that treated me that way. And I go, oh, I made mistakes. I cheated on her with Erica. Yeah. Like, I definitely did. She caught me. She, she deserved to do it. I don't, I don't think she ever intended Wait, for anything. Wait, you cheated on her first? I cheated. Uh, yeah, listen, listen. Why are we going to get Hold into this? Hold on. I should have never Time. said that. I should have never, never said this. See, that's the... That's Time the out. That's the part I never should. Hold on. 
Okay. You cheated on her first. Hold on. No, no, no. You, you cheated on her first, and then you, the 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 first, and then you claim to be traumatized by her. She, she, you. I'm so sorry. I. All this. 18 years of knowing you did not know. I thought you were retaliatorily cheating on her with Eric. You cheated on her first. Then you have no fucking leg to stand on, Just dude. Just looking for a clean spot to edit all this. <laughs> no leg to stand on. I have no leg to stand on. You're right. You You're have right. no leg no, to no, stand no, no, on. No, I know. You did it You're first. Right. No, but I know. Wait, yeah. I stabbed you, but you can't stab me back. Exactly. Listen, listen, exactly. Listen. That's what. And, oh, that, and I, look. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Who have I married? Now my entire paradigm has shifted. I thought you did that as a grudge fuck. I didn't know you did it first. Oh, you didn't know that I hooked up with Erica first? No. Oh, yeah. 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 Slime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can I tell you? One of the things I regret the most is that we don't cheat on each other because I loved cheating on people. Why? It was, I told you, I think I've told you this before. You just like the thrill. I loved the newness of it. And what's crazy, you said to me one time, you're like, the only thing I'll miss is, is the first a, kiss. The first kiss. Yeah. And it fucked me up because I went, <sighs> I'll never have one again. No, no, no. I don't give a fuck about first. First kisses suck dick. I don't care. It's first dicks? When no. you first time you put the dick in? No, is I don't it? even like that either. Oh, I don't, geez. You know, I've always been a relationship guy. Except when you cheated. Cheating was fun. The, 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 I do not in any <laughs> part of my physical, emotional, mental, genetic makeup have that. I have never, ever cheated on anybody, ever. I've been cheated, cheated. on. Th- oh. I have never cheated on everybody. I disrespect it so profoundly because the person who doesn't break up the existing relationship before they start another one is a coward. They I are agree. a fucking I I, coward. As someone who has cheated on coward, self indulgent, self indulgent, selfish, disrespectful, fucking coward. Slime. My I did not know that, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, you want to know what's you want can I can I really get deep in this and stuff I don't think we've ever talked about? Okay. Really deep? I guess. Really deep. On the podcast? Okay. I don't and I I don't know if we've ever talked about this. So my dad takes me and my my mom and dad take me and Annie to Macaroni Grill mm. on uh on Bear on the corner of Bears. Is it Bears or Ehrlich? And uh Nobody cares. No one lives in Tampa. Dale Mabry. <clears throat> and they tell him us they're getting separated at macaroni grill macaroni grill why would they do that at macaroni grill public place so you don't get hysterical i'm certain about that wow and uh where was cotty she was at home okay they left her at home they told us first okay and what's interesting about macaroni grill is <laughs> it's, it's a cheap ass motherfucking no, place no, it's actually macaroni oh, let me make sure it's, it was macaroni grill um I hope it was macaroni. You know, it's so funny. Cowhead texted me. He goes, they're closing macaroni grill. Because I've told him about this. And he was like, just want to give you a heads up. My heart breaks for you. Oh, my God. Um, and so. So they took you to macaroni grill and told you that they were busting up. And that, that dad was cheating on mom. They told you at macaroni grill. I think it was macaroni. Grill. Were you having well, macaroni? No. What is interesting about this is macaroni grill had. Steak. Paper on the table with crayons. Ah. 
and Annie kept writing, this sucks, under her plate and then showing it to me. <laughs> Who are you calling? Annie. And so, because I think it was Macaroni Grill. I'm, I'm certain it was Macaroni Grill. So uh, I hear that news. I'm, I'm devastated, but I'm drinking. I'm also 21, so I'm drinking. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Another cocktail. And by the way, now it's an interesting time in my life because there are the, the things we held sacred are now trash, right? Right. So like there the was a sanctity respect, of marriage. No, the sanctity of anything, of, of 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 not getting fucking wasted in front of your parents. Now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you guys have broken these rules. Now there are no rules. Interesting. And so I go, uh, cocktails, I'll take a shot. And my dad's like, hey buddy, I go, I think we're good. <laughs> and so I do a shot. <laughs> Annie does a shot. And he's like, uh, guys, I don't think you're handled as well. And we're like, oh, one more round of shots. <laughs> and then Annie and I go out the next day and uh, we get toe rings. Remember my toe ring? Yes. We get toe rings together. Oh, God almighty knows. Whatever. What the whatever. fuck, it was man? Cool as fuck. You got toe rings to celebrate your parents getting divorced? No. You don't, you don't know what's interesting about that? What? We get toe rings and then. <laughs> We put them on and, and they had to cram mine over with lube and then it got on and it hurt. It like blistered up all around my finger. We go on oh, my toe. We go to um, Key West that weekend for spring break. It was spring break. Hmm. And I meet Erica that weekend. I meet her. And you were dating time. the other girl. Dating the other girl. Uh, the way, that, so your it, dad gave you permission to cheat. So you're blaming this on your dad. Uh, no, I'm not. No, hold on. Stop. Okay. You're you're right about that. <laughs> but, but that's not what happened. What happened? God damn it. I would feel horrible if that other girl ever listened to this podcast she'd be like you're a fucking cunt but she knows this anyway but that's when i started flirting with erica and erica and i started like hanging out like hanging out as friends and i will say this if erica will never listen to this but like to this day i i get a kick out of that lady we've i've always gotten a kick out of her the other lady or erica erica yeah erica i know i is know. like is like a is like a little bit of a of like uh like your friend like a, like a soulmate that you meet and you're like listen what friend of mine scott, scott. yeah oh, okay and so um i gotta check on him i wonder how he's doing and so we but that was the week right after my dad told me i was thinking about that on the trip well this the is day. no coincidence at all this is like so predictable textbook freaking psychology you were just repeating like, like, your yeah. dad's behavior. Yeah, and I know I, maybe to forgive him, maybe to do something. I don't know what it was, but I was like, it I was, was like, I got caught, I got caught cheating. Him right. Like a week later, as I cheated on her with You Erica, got caught that fast? Boy, you're slick. Let I me tell so you. Bad, you're super man. secret, I super spy. So <laughs> you, you are know, probably. Can I tell you that Obi sold me out? <laughs> she called the house and she's like, is Bird here? And he's like, uh, I don't know how to answer that. And I was like, fuck face. You couldn't have just been like, no. He's like, I don't know. Oh, so you expect him to lie? Were you there with Erica? Yeah. Look at your similarities to my mom. Look right there. I don't know why you can't just lie. (laughs) I can't believe we're having this conversation on this fucking podcast. Well, you brought it up. So, anyway. My point is. uh, Don't cheat. Is that your point? Well, no, no, I, I don't, don't cheat, cheat because cheating is a coward's Can I job. Tell you? Actually, what? I would say cheat. No, cheat, cheat, no, cheat. no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear there's me out. so Hear much me destruction Hear from me. cheating. No, it destroys. Not. Yes, not. there is. Yes, there is. No. For the other fucking person. Fuck. You've said yourself how traumatized you are from being cheated on. And when you cheated first. Let, hold on. Let's let's glass half full this. Okay. 
Love I you. wish I had fucking Tom here to be on my side. You want to argue with me? And he wants to see. Listen, I, because I got cheated on and, and then with the doctor, I didn't have tons of sexual relationships. Uh-huh. I was very, and I was virtuous in that. And I, I don't think virtuous. I cheated again. I don't think I cheated again, but like, or maybe I did. I don't know. I don't, it wasn't like. You just like, can't keep track. I mean, no, but it, no, but it wasn't like, it was never at that level ever again. Mm-hmm. But I definitely d- was not philanderous. Because of that, I was like, okay, so emotions. You mean promiscuous? What's philanderous mean? I don't think that has to do with sex. I was not promiscuous. And so, and then, and so then I, I've only had like, you know, six partners sexually, maybe seven, but six. And I go, so I, I learned a lesson from that. Now, here's the other thing. I was never meant to be with that girl. Well, no, you weren't. And so, and so why would, you hang on, have... hypothetically speaking, let's, let's, and this is a, you're going to poke holes in this, mm. but let's also say the person you're sitting with right now and you have headsets in and they're reading Golf Digest and you may go to yourself, this is not my dream guy. Why not keep all options open? Uh, hypothetically speaking. What are you talking why about? Not why person, not keep all options open? What do you mean? Why not say to yourself, fuck it. This is my life. This is my story. So I'm the fuck hero that guy. I'm going to cheat story. on him? No. I don't no, understand it, what you're no, saying. No, but if it starts happening and you're at your office and the guy tries no. to kiss you. No. No. Why am I thinking taking the girl's role in this? I, and my point is like. What you do is you go home it. and you say I'm unhappy. I'm really unhappy. I know, I know, I know. So I know that's the right thing to do. Let's break saying. up or let's work on it or I'm telling you I'm really unhappy. Yeah. People are so afraid to do that. And I think yeah. they'd rather just, it's so destructive of the other person because having been cheated on and A being lot. someone- I've been cheated on. It sucks. But I've never, but you have also cheated. Yeah. I have never cheated on anybody ever. And when that guy cheated on me, that's why I'm with you. In high school, I was so devastated. And you know what? My dad was cheated on. And when I heard when what happened to him emotionally was terrible to watch. Hang on, not fair to the passerby. It was they were together 18 years. I I wasn't talking about anything other than watching him experience that. Yeah, we've he was all, cheated how about this? on and how about watching this? How about him this? experience that. I'm we've not talking all, about we've her. We've all gone through that. I've gone through it. I've been cheated on uh, four or five times. Cheated on three well, people, maybe. You pay for what you get. Whatever. It's it's part of not territory. whatever. It's not whatever for everybody. What about that trauma serves you well in life? Hypothetically speaking, hear me out. Original idea, original thought. Uh. In the caveman days, they watched their friends get eaten by dinosaurs. Okay. Except right? we didn't live when dinosaurs lived, but okay. In the cave. The Paleolithic period, maybe? Stop. The cyber- In the cyber- caveman days, uh-huh. we, they watched their friends get eaten by dinosaurs. It must have sucked yeah. to go out hunting with a friend, giggling, yeah. kicking rocks, picking flowers, looking at each other's spears. Asking Uglock if he too grabbed his wife by the hair and brought her into the cave. Uh-huh. Big fun. And then Uglock gets eaten by a dinosaur and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Tonight sucks. Yeah. I'm sitting by the fire by myself working on my wheel and Uglock is not here. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow, 
I'm going to be a little more careful around those bushes because Ooglock got eaten by the bushes. Okay. I don't want to get eaten like Ooglock. Uh-huh. I just watched him got eaten today. You, you, this is a very long, lengthy, breathy analogy. Can you wrap it the fuck up? <laughs> I'm Ooglock. <laughs> I'm Ooglock in this analogy. You, this analogy makes no sense whatsoever. Austin, did you get it? No, okay. because it doesn't make any fucking sense. You're cut okay. off. All right. No more bubbles for you. What? Why? Why you got something going on at five? Don't you? Yes, I have to do a freaking online Zoom for college, for Georgia. I have ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Let's go right up. Where are we doing it in the man cave? I don't know. I don't even know if they're home. They haven't come back here to look at us or say anything. They are okay. Halston knows. Um. Well. All I'll say is I've lived a uh, uh, cheater's life, and I'm happy right now. <laughs> Never cheated on you once. You got freaking lucky, man. Never cheated on you once. Yeah, you better keep it that way. Because you see that knife in your hand? I know how to use it. Listen, Leanna Bobbitt. <laughs> as long as you tell me I can live my life the way I want to live it, all I've ever done. Yeah, there we go. That's all I've ever done. Yeah, just took me time to find the right person. Yes. I was talking about that this morning, actually. I was talking about to you how lucky you are that you found me because... Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, I'm you don't remember this? No. When start I said over. you were so freaking lucky that I understand who you are and that I get a kick out of who you are. Oh, yeah. Because I sometimes I know a lot of people would not get a kick out of who you are. Uh, a lot of people don't get a kick. <laughs> no. And that you're very lucky. Aren't you? Baby. I'm very I'm lucky too. I'm the luckiest too. man in the world. Hold on, stop. I'm the luckiest man in the world. I will tell you this without pausing at all. Mm. I'm not very intelligent. That's I'm not, not very true. attractive. Uh, I don't have a full head of hair. I have a horrible body. My dick's mediocre. None of this is true. I'm not good sexually. This is, all I of have, this is untrue. And I have the woman of my dreams. All of this is untrue except for one. And by the way, I didn't plan you. I didn't pick you. You didn't plan if, me? Meaning I didn't like... like. You didn't pick me? Meaning... If, you didn't make that mixtape and put it on the windshield of my car? <laughs> if you had said to me, what you're going to wife going to look like, I would have never thought it's you. No. Ever in a million years. That's so and, funny. As I was putting this shirt on, I thought to myself, you know, my mom used to say to me, I was born an old lady. You were. Uh, I, I don't have a good sense of fashion. I, I know what I like. Yeah. I like colorful things. I like flowers. Yeah. I like, like, you know, I don't like what's in fashion necessarily. What are you doing? It's Annie. Did you call me on purpose? Hey, did uh, did mom and dad tell us they were getting divorced at Macaroni Grill? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm You're, pretty sure. Was it Macaroni or Bonefish? No, Bonefish wasn't around. It was Macaroni Grill, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that they had paper on the table and crayons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you... they'd write their name upside down. <laughs> Do you remember that we got toe rings the next day? Yeah, at that little... Uh... Eccentricities. Yes. Yes, eccentricities. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Totally. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Love you too. Bye. Bye. I apologize. I just wanted to close you on that. Totally. Your mom told you that that shirt never looked good on you. No. She told me I was born an old lady. You were born an old lady. And I sometimes get dressed in things that I like. And I think no one in LA likes that. 
No one here likes that. It's very old lady. But when I'm an old lady, I'm going to be rad. Like when I'm an actual old lady, I'm going to be like ahead of the curve. So I bet you didn't, when you got married, you didn't think you would marry someone who never does their hair, never wears makeup, and uh, dresses like an old lady half the time. Because you are way more trendy than I am. And all my friends are way more trendy than I am. I'm just not, I don't have that brain, man. I don't, I like flowery things. Can I tell you what I love about you? Yeah. I like flowery things. Can I tell you what I love about you? Is that what you love that I like flowery things? I saw a picture of us the other day. Yeah. That sweater. Oh, the cardigan? It's a pink, bright pink old lady cardigan. (laughs) I love that cardigan. And you wore it and it made me giggle so hard. Here, let me zoom out so everyone can see how fat Tom was. <laughs> that red old um, lady pink cardigan made me giggle about you because you it's you don't give a fuck about that shit. I really don't. I like what I like, and I, that's just what I like. What was that? Oh, Alexa. Sorry, Alexa. My uh, my TV show starting soon. You have a college conference. Yes, we need to be in. Halston, how long have we gone? Wow, baby, I could have done this for another hour without a doubt. I know, right? We can always talk. Um. Which is one of the good things about our relationship is, you know, is I think the most important part of our relationship is that we're really good friends, that we really enjoy each other's company. You started that. You started that. You started the honesty of talking because you're a therapy person. And when I didn't want to talk about real stuff, you wanted to talk about, you wanted to talk about being out of integrity. I remember that that was the first thing you said is something about out of integrity. And I went, that's a, I like that phrase. Well, I think the thing that I think when you grow up, when you're a young girl, you think that marriage is supposed to be one thing, that it's supposed to be like this chivalrous man who rescues you or takes care of you or mm-hmm. or. And really, I watched that happen over and over again with my mom, with these mm-hmm. knight in shining armor who would show up this gorgeous, wealthy, whatever. And it never brought her happiness. It, she would always end up leaving. And I thought she had one husband that she had fun with, that she laughed with. But I think if of all of them, she could have made it with that guy if she hadn't had other issues in her life that prevented her from being able to do it. And yeah. I thought to myself when she was in that relationship, that's what that's about. And my dad's relationship with his second wife up until they started having trouble they were such good friends and they really enjoyed doing shit together where you went, well, that's what it's supposed to be. My aunt Phyllis and uncle Steve do shit together. Sometimes where I go, well, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be like hanging out with someone you also want to have sex with that. You also want to have kids with that. You're also attracted to. Um, And I'm really lucky that I found you. Um, I think you're really lucky that you found me. I am. I am I'm, really, I'm really lucky. lucky I found Genuinely. you. Genuinely. I'm really because, lucky I found you, you know, but people, you're really lucky. I think me. it's obvious why um, you're here. I think sometimes people go, well, why is she there? <laughs> That's a good question. And I have to say, I, you give a lot to me. You give me a lot of support creatively. You um, you respect me in a lot of ways, even though there's sometimes I've, I I think you don't even realize that you're being super respectful of me. You are. And um, you like love me. Like when I me. run a phone to you so we can have a conference call. Totally. Um, you love me very much. I never doubt that ever. Um, you're a really good teammate. You're not afraid to tell me when I'm wrong. 
<laughs> at all. Um, look forward to it. And you're, you know, that's something that you should look forward to. In Glass a, of champagne, little toast for three years. I have water. so bad i'm gonna be drunk for this college meeting good um three years thanks for being so supportive halston cheers no one tap glasses thank you cheers uh and cheers to halston halston your your malleability these last three years has been integral invaluable invaluable so this cheers goes to Halston for all the hard work you put into this podcast to make it better every week. I agree. I shouldn't be saying this. This isn't my podcast. I'm sorry. That's okay. I agree with what he said, Halston. Same, same. To another three years. To another three years. And well, getting monetized somewhere within there. Ah, uh, you know. Eh, I have a sugar it. daddy. <laughs> I love you, baby. Wife of the party. Wife of the party. I think that we should get together and try.